Hi, I'm Benjamin Light. And I'm Marco Sparks. And welcome to another episode of Bros Watch PLL2. This week we're doing S7E3, The Talented Mr. Rollins. <laughs> this is a fun episode. This episode had, I'd say it has everything you want in a PLL episode, but that wouldn't be completely true because Mona isn't in it. But other than that, I think you could say it has everything you want in a PLL episode. But it's like, it's a pretty good example of a perfect episode. It's, it. It has the, uh, you know, it's got a little bit of romance, it's got the creep factor, it's got, like, weird dolls, it has, like, crazy, you know, shocking ending. Mm. Yeah. Good times. (laughs) I mean, I think there was a collective, fuck yeah, at the Mm -hmm. end of this episode. This gave the people what they wanted. Mm Mm-hmm. Got a lot of tweets, people are like, we think you'll like this episode. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's always fun with the time difference <laughs> yeah well i mean i don't i don't read them do you do you do you cheat uh i see them occasionally i so I, yes, so yes. <laughs> um and it's always whenever i do peak i always like to see those couple so i know i'm drinking tonight but are you nope okay all right just checking also, I also know you're drinking too. We just had a conversation about this hallway. I, <laughs> I was a little tired. It's, it's actually all Keegan Allen's fault because he uh, he hyped The Witcher on uh, that podcast he did. So I went out and bought it, and I've been like getting four hours of sleep because of it. So there you so, go. So so you went out and bought a video game because Keegan Allen suggested it. He came correct on that podcast. He was more of a gamer than I was. I feel like he knew what he was talking about. You need to level up your shit, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, anyway. I, I'm just glad to hear that Keegan Allen is like I would totally be a Sith in the Star Wars universe. Can we talk about the level of Keegan Allen's nerdery about Star Wars? Fuck, I was impressed. <laughs> I have a different uh, different perspective on him now. Oh, he I is a much bigger that. nerd than uh, than I thought it was possible for him to be, <laughs> and I, I I I mean that as a compliment. <laughs> You like when, he start, when he started talking about Darth Plagueis, it was like, whoa, he's not fucking around. This yeah. guy's a nerd. <laughs> oh, I would love to see Toby wearing a Darth Plagueis shirt or just says Darth Plagueis on it. <laughs> not only that he's talking about Darth Plagueis, but he had like impassioned opinions about Darth Plagueis. That yeah. was something. Uh, anyway, let's uh, a little bit of follow up and then we can jump into the episode. Um I've gotten a few tweets from people who wanted entree into our secret subreddit. Uh, it's not really ours. It's uh, some other nice women run the subreddit, but uh, we have access to it. It's In case you've ever gone to the main PLL subreddit and found it uh, a little much, not quite your speed, there's this other subreddit. Um, we got a couple tweets asking for, for entree, like I said. Uh tried to do what I could to pass along those invites. If you would like to just uh, directly... Ask uh, Rebecca with a W, who uh, is like the admin <laughs> or, or mod or whatever. Way to go, Rebecca. Yeah. Uh, her Reddit username is RJH, so Romeo Juliet Hotel, and then 24503. RJH24503. Send her a request if you'd like access to that subreddit. Uh, I think she'd be glad to have more people joining. More the first rule. Fun. 
of the PLL secret subreddit is everybody talks about the PLL secret subreddit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that is about it. Uh, do you have anything? I have things afterwards. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about PLL instead of looking at the news for Jesus two hours. Yeah. <laughs> uh, written by Janelle Lennon, directed by Zetna Fuentes. Couple of uh, PLL veterans there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I gotta say, I love the directing this episode. We'll, we'll get into that more later, but really, really, it seemed like they were just having fun with this episode. Yeah. So uh, this is a fucking great episode. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we start with uh, just a close up shot of Hannah's boobs. Yeah, <laughs> I know because I've Hannah's I've like boobs. I've had this up. I've had the video file up, like ready to go. And every time I switch this desktop, I'm like, oh, why is there like huge boobs on my screen? Uh, she's we Hannah's got a uh, <laughs> one of those uh, like you know the little, plight like, of Benjamin Light. Yeah, I know it's it's a tough life. Hannah's got one of those little uh, ring boxes open. From the Ring Hut, thirty nine ninety nine, <laughs> the fake engagement ring here, and we kind of pan up to her just contemplating this fake ring, and you know, closing her eyes, taking a big breath because, uh, yeah, she's gonna do it. She's gonna put on a fake ring because that would be easier than just having to explain that shit. I mean, I I empathize here. You know, who who wants to have those conversations over and over again? It's you're basically admitting that you failed in some way, or at least it feels like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this is in the, the Lucas, the bedroom in Lucas's loft. I think this is the first time we've seen this place. Yeah, there's some really ugly wall art that looks like Lucas bought it at Target. I I don't think Lucas had any say in the design of this loft. He 100% hired somebody who just he gave him a check and they just filled it with art. He 100% hired somebody who went and bought this at Target, and they're like, "Oh yeah, this is a so and so artist. It uh, it was only five thousand. We got a deal on it. And there's like the fucking comic book art out in the mm-hmm. other part. I do want the Lolita poster, though. I, I would mm. steal that from Lucas. Um, okay, Ezra. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, low-cut dress, lots of cleavage. It also shows off her back quite a bit. So as Arya walks in, that's what Arya sees. The bruises from the cattle prod on Hannah's skin on her back. Yeah, it's Arya, pretty gnarly. It's yeah, it's it's like someone put a torture cigarette out on her back repeatedly. <laughs> um, and Arya's just like, oh, my God. Hannah turns around surprised and she's like, What? And Arya's like, You're back. Also, Arya has switched back from the yellow jacket, leather jacket, to the red leather jacket. Back it's at it again with those serious, jackets. Serious. Uh, mm-hmm. So Hannah goes into instant deflection mode and she's like, Oh, um, it's nothing. She goes to the drawer to get like a, an overshirt or jacket or something. And Arya's like, That's definitely not nothing, Hannah. Those, God, look like burn marks. <laughs> And Hannah is just like trying to get this like shirt on over her like, as quickly as she fucking can. And Arya's like, did that happen to you in there? Well, what is Hannah going to say? No, Jordan and I are into some rough stuff. No, um, she just does not want to be in this moment of Arya. And she's like, the doorbell's ringing. Hannah could not be more grateful. And has to go, oh, Spencer's here. And so she rushes past Arya and out of the room. And Arya's like, but I want to talk about this. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was a moment later. We're in Lucas's loft in the main part of it. The liars are all gathered on that L-shaped couch having a powwow. It's daytime. Uh, Spencer has changed, or she's not changed. It's the next day. She has some crazy boots on. She's got the ugliest colored trench coat I've ever seen in my life. You don't like that? It's like a slightly more brownish burnt orange. I dig this trench coat. I'm going to have to disagree with you there. I dig the trench coat. It's the color I'm not into. Mm, Okay. 
It looks well, the, like the liars are color up. coordinated now. Uh, Hannah has like a blue denim top. Uh, Emily has like the olive green like army jacket. Spencer's got her like burnt orange thing, and then Arya's in like the salmon leather. It's like they're really representing the primary colors more or less there, you know? Yeah, yeah. Getting some uh, mm-hmm. not quite earth tones happening. Also, I I have to point out that uh, if you took the jackets off of Hannah and Arya there. Hannah has on the uh like the black top with the red like crimson pants and then Arya Arya has like kind of dark jeans and then a top that's like black, white, and, and crimson as well. So they're both wearing A colors. You know. All theories. As, as it should are be confirmed. Yeah. Yeah. So um Spencer is pleased with the status reports that her minions have just filed. And she's like, I told you not to ask Mary for help. And then he's like, Okay, well, if I had listened to you, I wouldn't have seen Mary and Elliot together. And Hannah's like, so you saw them arguing. I was suspicious about that. And I was like, no, it was the way they argued. Like, they were familiar with each other. They This definitely wasn't the first time they met. So uh, uh, the anger kind of changed here to show that Emily's pleading her case to the doubting wall of Team Sparia. And Arya's like, then why would they want us to believe that they did? And Emily's like, I mean, we know and, or we know Mary's working with a man. Maybe it's him. Um, but this doesn't jive with Arya, because she's the world's only shipper of Allison and Rick, which... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to guess is Rickison. Uh, it, they don't even get a ship name. <laughs> it, it doesn't quite roll off the tongue. Yeah. Arya's like, no, no. Elliot would never hurt Allison. He loves her. Uh, and it's like, he has to because uh, the Shisher married them, basically. Yeah. Like, yeah, she's blessed Arya, with union. Arya has a really hard time assuming ill intent from men, it seems like. <laughs> yeah. And Emily's like, does he? Because since he's uh, th- since she's been in his care, she's only gotten worse. And Spencer says, look, I understand why Mary wants you to avenge Charlotte's death, but why would he? And Emily says, I don't know. I mean, Allie called me begging for help. She clear- She's clearly scared of someone in there. And Hannah says, well, it doesn't mean that it's Elliot. I mean, Mary could have could be working with somebody else. And Emily's like, okay, if that's true, why didn't she call him for help instead of me? Ooh, good point. Yeah, Emily's uh, like, boom, answer that. And Spencer's just like, your point means nothing to me. Yeah, Spencer says, all of this happened right after Mary got a hold of Allie's jacket, so we assume. Uh, and Arya says, yeah, and then we suddenly weren't allowed to visit anymore. Spence says, maybe that's because he doesn't want us to see what he's doing to her. And he's like, yeah, well, I did, and it's awful. He had her strapped down to your bed like an animal. And then just the looks from Team Sparia here. Mm-hmm. How would you describe them? So Arya looks away like this is just too unbearable to think of. Spencer focuses in more like fascinated, like, mm-hmm. I want to study her pain. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if it is Elliot, he's capable of doing a lot more than that. Which, subtext. You gotta get the delivery here. She says, if it is Elliot, he's capable of doing a lot more than that. Like, the way she puts that out there, like, she's really hesitating to even, like, I mean, that's a dark implication there. And I think only Emily really notices the implication. Yeah, well, because they're in the same shot together. Mm -hmm. Uh, I agree. Uh, Ashley Benson does a great job delivery. It's not quite as Shatner-esque as that. If it is, Elliot, he's capable of doing more than that um but yeah emily's the one who's like yeah we need to get her away from him like fuck hannah oh you know but Arya's like how she's his patient and his wife and it's like a romance novel <laughs> it's a hard yeah, really. gross out it's like uh, the english patient or something <laughs> <laughs> sex in a bathtub that doesn't work i i realized there's like three Seinfeld references in my notes tonight. I had to like cut at least one. No, that's good. And it says, we go to Welby. We talk to someone in charge. We tell them what's going on. Spencer's like, okay, you guys do that. I'm going to go talk to Toby and maybe you can find a connection between Mary and Elliot. 
So everyone's got their marching orders. They all get up, except for Arya, who's just like having a moment. Uh, and Emily is just like looking at her like, what is it? And Arya says, I just keep thinking about that night Allison and Elliot came to my house when they asked me to marry them. They seem so in love. And it's like, no, oh. no, they did not, Arya. Uh, Allie seemed drunk or maybe high, and Rick looked like he was Patrick Bateman. Well, it's like, I want to I wanna show Arya footage, like Spaceballs. Mm-hmm. I want to rewind <laughs> the VHS tape of PLO and show her the look on her own fucking face mm-hmm. when they showed up at her door. Even Liam was like, who the fuck are these two losers? And then Arya just turned to you and be like, how dare you? Yeah. And then Arya, on the VHS tape screen, will turn to me and say, how dare you? So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, it's happening now. Then, now. Uh, meanwhile, in Allison's room at Welby, we see the drippy IV thing in the foreground. And behind it, it appears that the bed is empty. Uh, Dr. Rick enters the room. Well, the, uh, the, the IV tube is missing. It's just like dripping on the ground. Yeah. He enters the room and is like, oh, shit, where's my captive wife? He quickly checks under the bed. No Allison there. <laughs> sets down his bag. And then Allison comes out from behind the door where she's hiding. She jumps on this asshole's back. Wrapping the cord and the ivy around his neck, and she starts choking this motherfucker. And there's like there's grunts and moans, and she's like riding on his back for a moment there, and he's like trying to shake her free, um, knocking shit over. Finally, he does this like spin thing where he unloads her onto the bed and then like jumps on top of her, like overpowering her with his weight. She smacks him in the face, which man, I love that. I love that Allison's a slugger. Um, he doubles down, trying to overpower her again. She's still got the fight in her. Eventually, he picks her up. Flips her back down on the bed, like uh, like on her front, or he like picks her up off the bed and then body slams her onto the bed again. Yeah, yeah like and he finally like kind of gets her somewhat restrained. He pulls out a syringe, like it was in his pop- pocket, jabs mm-hmm. her in the uh, arm with it or like shoulder area, and uh, it's this neat shot where you see the drugs taking effect. Like she mm-hmm. goes from like enraged, like this close up her face, she's like enraged to like suddenly she's like confused and like kind of euphoric it's really good work by sasha here because like she she just looks fucking nuts you know yeah yeah Yeah. it's like she she goes from lucidity to just like high as balls uh and then he kind of flops her back onto the bed and starts strapping her in again he gets uh he takes this like face muzzle mask thing out of his bag and he like straps it on her so she's like like hannibal lecter or bane or something she's just like breathing heavy through it and She's still kind of glaring at him, like she has some some sense of herself still, uh, and he's like pleased as punch now that he's got her like your fucking face is strapped shut. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we go right to the intro from that. It's a very like intense cut to the intro. I just love it that we have. I don't love. But we have a shot of Allison looking like Bane. Like, mm-hmm. oh, so you think the patriarchy is your ally, <laughs> but you merely adopted the patriarchy. I was born in it. Um, yeah. So the credits. Uh, Spencer is the shusher. Spencer is a shusher. But yeah, b- briefly just on that scene. Awesome scene. Like Allie, yeah. Allie was trying to murder this dude. That she mm-hmm. wasn't she was playing for keeps there. That mm-hmm. was not like I just want to escape. That's like I'm going to fucking murder you. Yeah. Um so I want to get this theory out now cuz I'll be referring to it later in the episode. There's this theory and I was not the first one to originate this uh read on Reddit in a few places. The uh, this idea that that a tag we got from the last episode Raleigh's just like being like rolled into the light mm-hmm. that that was a counteracting the drugs that Rollins had been giving her oh, enabling like- her to, you know, do this attack now, like, and possibly also like unstrapping her as well. Cause like she, you know, her hands were unstrapped. Like, so the a was is manipulating this whole series of events 
I wouldn't necessarily say helping Allie, because we don't know what A's ultimate motive is, but A's fucking shit up with Rick here mm-hmm. by uh, letting Allie, you know, be not totally sedated and try to attack him. So I like it because otherwise, what the fuck was going on there? I mean... Well, that would certainly explain a lot, yeah. Yeah, it would explain a lot. I mean, otherwise, I mean... When that episode ended, I was like, oh, shit. Like, is he going to go, like, lobotomize Allison? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are they going to, like, like find her docile in a room and then she spins around in a chair and, like, half of her hairline's shaved and there's a scar and shit? Um, well, it's interesting they go with Spencer as a shusher here, too, because we were going left to right previously when Hannah, Emily, and then we jumped all the way to the other side. So I guess if you're trying to find some kind of pattern, maybe Arya's next. I don't know. We'll see. <sighs> I don't think Arya I feel like allow like, herself to be patternized. Like there's like a pattern here that like spells out who A is if we just like figure it out. I don't know. It's some mm. sort of like uh what do they call those things? Like a jump code or something? I don't know. Mm. Oh uh I know people used to read a lot into in uh, alias with the fucking yeah. locations. Um I just wanted the next one for us to find out the Shusher is secretly Pictunia and then <laughs> the mere presence of our porcine lord on the screen causes what us if- all to have our eyeballs bleed like it's Cthulhu. How great would it be if Arya held up Pictunia and then, like, shushed Pictunia? You don't shush Pictunia. <laughs> I mean, but wouldn't that be the thing? No, wouldn't it be great if she held up Pictunia and then, like, from off screen, so we can't quite see if she's doing puppeteering, like, Pictunia shushes her? <laughs> Arya! Shush! And she's like, I was already going to do that, Pictunia. God. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh... Yeah, we're at the brew. Uh, it's Arya, Emily, and Hannah here. They're waiting in line. Emily's checking her phone, and she's talking to Hannah and says, That was your mom. She offered me a bartending job at the Radley. <laughs> and Hannah's just like, That's great. And Emily's like, Yeah, but she wants me to start today. With everything going on, I don't know if I should take it. Like, she already, like, she just got hired. She already wants a bail from this job. <laughs> and Arya's going to shut that down. She's like, Em, you need to pay for Hollis. We understand. I'm sure Allie will too. Plus, we're tired of loaning you money. <laughs> also, I like, feel like Hannah should jump in and be like, hey, don't make me look bad to my mom. I got you this job. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, obligation got you this job. I just, I like this theory. Like, uh, there was an episode of Friends about it where it's like every time the check comes, mm-hmm. like Emily excuses herself, <laughs> which happens in this scene. Um, so Emily is like, are you going to tell Ezra about Elliot? And Ari's like, no, LOL. He's not here. He's out of town working on notes for the book. Thank God for that, because that means we get, like, awesome Arya in this episode, like, super aggressive, proactive Arya, because well, she doesn't like, have Ezra around. Whenever Ezra does this, it's like, here's your co-author, Ezra. Where the fuck are you going? <laughs> yeah, where, really? Making where do notes? you go to work on the book? <laughs> He's like, I gotta figure out how to make this character not predatory. Hmm. <laughs> I'm just gonna get out of town for a while. By Maybe way, you'll forget about it. I still have that apartment in Ravenswood. <laughs> I'm just going to go there and stare in a mirror yeah. for a while. See, or if I go does... there, it's 1952 and it's not predatory. <laughs> maybe he does the Franzen thing where he has like a laptop that's like air gap. He would um, do that only because he read that Franzen does it. Yeah. Oh, I guarantee you there's like nothing on the walls in that room now, except he's got like a mirror that has like the time <laughs> border on it. And he just stands in front of it. The great American author. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Emily kind of looks over and she sees Sabrina's making the rounds through the brew, like busting some tables and stuff. And her Emily's face right now is basically like, huh, you know, it's been a long time since I've been properly late. And she's like, I'll be right back. <laughs> I'm going to go ruin Sabrina. Mm-hmm. Right, guys? Right? 
yeah. Sabrina's like, I'd like to dispute that. <laughs> so we see Hannah kind of takes off. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, Emily. No. Emily, well, Emily she takes might as well off. said, yeah. cover for me. Mm, cover for me, yeah. <laughs> Hannah's phone chimes and she looks at it. And Arya moves up in line, but like Hannah is not like keeping up. And so Arya kind of looks back and she's like, Hannah. And she kind of nudges Hannah. And Hannah like jumps three feet in the air practically. She's super startled. And she puts her phone away. She's obviously like very like jumpy and tense. And Arya's like, you okay? Uh, and Hannah's like almost embarrassed by it. And she's like, please don't ask me that. Uh, and the Shisher, very compassionate as she can manage, is uh, trying to walk on eggshells here. She's like, look, I don't want to push. And Hannah says, and I appreciate that. <laughs> Arya says, we were all in that dollhouse. Uh, I know what you're going through. And Hannah's just like rolling her like, you know, misty eyes right now. Like if, if only you knew. Well, you know, if only, if only we we all knew what I was going through. But uh, Hannah says it's not the same. And Arya's not going to argue this, but it's, it's a little awkward. And it, Hannah's just like, um, can you just order me a latte? I'll be outside. And Arya's like, yeah. Arya's like, I'm paying for all of them now? <laughs> well, I, I I really like Arya and Hannah in this episode. Like, we, we get some, I want to say rare, but maybe it's just we haven't had this in a little while. Like, like liar to liar talks, like it's, it's not all like liar with a uh, like a random other person or a significant other. Like the liars are, are dealing with their own shit together. Like Arya and Hannah here, it's 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 very good. Well, plus I feel like we haven't been treated to the Arya Hannah dynamic in a while. That's true. Yeah. Um, especially like the liar to liar, like just how the fuck are you doing? Talk plus the like kind of mystery hunt mm-hmm. stuff. They haven't really done that together. I mean, it, like for most of uh, what was it, five A. Uh, or not, I mean, 6A, and a little a little bit otherwise, it's like, it's Hannah and Spencer would go, like, True Detective Season 3. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's well, funny to see Arya get back in the game. Well, and you can tell Arya's, like, concerned for her friend, but she also, you know, knows from her, her own experience here that, like, it's not going to help if she pushes Hannah. Like, she's just kind of got to go wait it out, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, Hannah leaves, and as she walks out, we kind of shift over to Emily and Sabrina in the background there by the books. And Emily's saying, so... I just wanted to say thank you for the other night. And Sabrina's like, yeah, you looked like you needed a friend. And Emily says, and I want to repay you. So, and then she makes this like really like adorable, like aw shucks shrug. She's like, mm-hmm. maybe we could dra- grab dinner sometime. And Sabrina's like, that's not necessary. I would have done it for anyone. And Emily's like, hmm, it's not just to say thank you. And Sabrina's like, oh, um, and she kind of like looks down, like embarrassed for Emily. Well, so then we cut to the awkward pause is we cut the shot of both of them together with a whole row of Sarah Shepard's new book, The Amateurs, being super promoted in the foreground. I love that. It's like this really awkward moment, and they're like, hey, The Amateurs, next to Arthur's old timey typewriter. Uh, between, no, it's between two. Yeah. Old-timey typewriters. Mm. That would be Ezra Zach Galifianakis' show, Between Two Typewriters. They're just like the amateurs. It's the perfect book to read at home after you, you know, work up the nerve to ask your crush out on a date, and she says, no thanks. <laughs> and he's like, I, I mean, no pressure. If you're not interested, that's... And Spring's like, no, no, it's not that. It's just... And he's like, then what? I'm fucking Emily Fields. I mean, <laughs> you've seen me, right? And Spring says, Ezra's key, that whole mess... It just kind of lets a bad taste in my mouth, you know? And Emily says, I still feel terrible about that. And Sabrina's like, me too. Bounced. <laughs> she walks away. <laughs> She's like, yeah, me too. I, I I fucking love that. Like, Sabrina became my hero. That's an awesome exit. Yeah, me too. Sorry, Emily. Later. Well, this is why I like Sabrina. Like, she's really coming at every scene, like, with her own perspective on things. It's 
it, she doesn't just feel like she's there to like move Emily's arc along. You know, well, it's like, oh, you want this? Yeah, no thanks. Well, it makes me appreciate her introduction to the show even more because mm-hmm. they present her as here's this like ditzy chick who who makes like pot candy or whatever. Yeah, and and top of that, introduced to us by. The fucking host of the world here, Ezra Fitz, like shitting on his own employee. Yeah, really. And now she not only like runs the brew and probably concocted his special smoothie mix or whatever the fuck it is he's promoting on his book there, but like she, like, it's like you don't know where she's coming from. I mean, she puts Emily like on the back foot from, from go. C- couldn't you totally see like Ezra has a special juice blend and Sabrina's like, actually, this is hot garbage. I just have my own. I'm not going to tell Ezra about it. So this whole time he thinks that people come here for his juice blend, but it's actually hers. That's that's well, I, my headcanon there. I guarantee you it's it's if it's good, it's hers. Well, and this is to me this is a fun relationship because it's like just a car accident waiting to happen. Like Emily, like like it obviously Sabrina really values like honesty and trustworthiness. And like what can no liar ever provide to their significant other? Yeah, this is gonna be a fucking disaster. It's amazing. Hey, what do we call? I'm just picturing like Ezra, like a crowd of people. Like for the first time he's ever tried his own juice blend. It's as he's promoting. Hey, everyone, try my thing. And he takes a sip and he spits it out. <laughs> the fuck is this? But like a whole little like milk mustache the whole time. Um, it's a yeah. chocolate memory. Yeah. <laughs> there is a deep cut reference. If anyone got that, let me know. Uh, so yeah, Emily's face is just like, what the fuck just happened? I've, that's never happened to me. You know? And so she just like walks back to Arya in defeat. Aria's, Aria, this is really impressive. You know, you talk about like your, your all things PLL episode here. She's got three empty coffee cups in one of those carriers. It's like mm-hmm. not just a single empty coffee cup. She's rocking a whole carrier of co- empty coffee cups. Yep. And yep. she's like, what was that about? And he's like, apparently nothing. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I, 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 don't, I don't even know what just happened. What day is it? What year is it? <laughs> Uh, so then we're outside the uh, site of Toby Cavanaugh's future dream home. So it's just pulled up. She's getting out of the car. Um, she's in a real like hurry. She walks past some kind of like, construction shit, goes over to Toblerone's trailer. Oh, I just got to mention that fucking trench coat again. It's not not just a trench coat. She's like in like a black bodysuit or something with like like knee-high black boots on. This is such a badass look. Uh, dare, I I say, like... dare I say a trouble look? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you dare. Mm-hmm. Interesting tease. Um... It's not. It's not the trench coat itself. I like it. It's just the color it bothers me. But I like it. it I kind guess, of yeah. billows. There's like, there's a cape aspect to it almost. It's it's Spencer how I always want her. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, this is the woman who rocked the X Men trench coat. So <laughs> anything else will fall short. Anyway, so she knocks on the door of the trailer, waits, and then Yvonne opens the door, steps out to greet her, and Spencer's just like Yvonne, hi. Well, her face is just like oh fuck. Yeah. And then Yvonne's face is like this fucking bitch. Yeah, and she's like Spencer, <laughs> and Spencer like she's like looking around like uh, help anyone? Yeah, so Spencer's like, like um. So Yvonne kind of waves her hand away, and she's just like Toby's not here; he's working on the house. And I was supposed to be like, what this empty shell of a house right over here? Mm-hmm. Um, Spencer's relieved; she's like clutching that old. Yeah, where the fuck is he? He's working on the house. Yeah. Really, that house? <laughs> he's just sitting on the other side, mm-hmm. leaning at some wood. Drinking a beer and crying. Oh shit, I'm hiding from my girlfriends. This is my ritual. I actually snuck away to play The Witcher. It's awesome. You should buy it. <laughs> he has a second trailer on the mm-hmm. other side where he plays video games. 
Um, yeah, so she starts ahead in the direction of the frame of future, the Toby's future house, and she's like, oh, okay, um, I'll just go find him. Thanks, but Yvonne's not done with her, and she's like, do you have uh, another favor to ask? Well, we see Spencer is, uh, she's got that Radley file in hand, you know, like, but Yvonne, yeah, Yvonne's not done with her. And Yvonne is, like, really kind of, like, pissy right now. Yeah. And Spencer has this vibe, like, do we really have to do this? You know, and Spencer's like, look, I I really don't want to cause any problems between you two. And Yvonne's like, you already have. Boom. (laughs) Spencer's like, I know, and I'm, I'm sorry. Yvonne says, I wouldn't mind him helping you if I knew what he was doing. Last time he wouldn't tell me anything. Uh, and, you know, just a reminder, like three days ago, Spencer's mom beat Yvonne's mom in election <laughs> after they outed Yvonne's like secret abortion. Yeah, yeah, this doesn't come up at all. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, mean Caleb explained explain that one away. Or not, sorry, not Caleb, but Toby explained that one away. You know, R.E. Caleb. Yeah, yeah, good point, good point. He's I don't like, know, maybe... it wasn't Caleb. And she's like, then he, who was it? And he's like, I don't know. Toby's just like shrugging for five minutes. I can't tell you. Caleb's a good bro. Trust me. He's true. He's a true bro. He could maybe stand to take a shower, though. (laughs) He does kind of stink. And I think because I spent 24 hours with him, the stunk washed off on me. Um, So, yeah, Spencer's like, that's because I asked him not to. It's just, um, I'm sorry. It's private. And Yvonne's just, first of all, she could be like, you know what? Go fuck yourself. But she's like. Huh. I was just gonna say, like, what do you think? You know, if if you were Yvonne, like, like, if you're gonna take sides here, is Spencer totally in the wrong? Is Yvonne just being uptight? Like, I don't know. No. It's, it, it, I think there's an argument for both sides here. I think the issue isn't these two women. It's actually Toby. But it's Spencer. She needs help, but this is a private issue. She'd prefer not to say what it is. And I, you know, you, you want to respect someone's privacy. I don't know. Like, I mean, Toby's kind of in an impossible bind there. I mean, I can't really blame him too much for, you know. Well, see, but see, and, and Yvonne doesn't really push here. But, you know, after that scene they had at the end of season six, I honestly thought Toby and Yvonne were over. Like, I didn't think we'd ever see her again. So, great. But, um, like, it, the, you're right. It's, it, it's him on the bind. But it's not like he has to reveal Spencer's secret to his fiance to be but he could like at least put her at ease you know what i mean well, what do you say you say anything that I'm like i'm i'm up. yvonne you're spent you're uh, toby go listen babe no i'm not even do that but i mean like if you know in a relationship you at least make your significant other feel valued and you know you you at least acknowledge i understand your frustration i mean you can give her something. You oh man, her. I would, I would love like your your angry girlfriend is is like giving you the third degree, and you're like, I understand your frustration. Get the fuck out. I mean, really, Toby's got some hand acting to get out mm-hmm. of that. He's a smooth bro. Um, mostly he's building her house. Mm. No, but I mean, he could have at least tried a little harder in that moment. Uh, as she's sitting there putting up the decorations for her mom's, you know, election night party or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Yvonne doesn't really push Spencer here. She just says, well, I can't have him disappearing again. Not tonight. We have a family coming over to celebrate. And Yvonne kind of smiles, wanting to actually appreciate, you know, her thing. Oh, well, it's camera, like she just remembered the big news. Yeah. Camera lingers down. We see the engagement ring on her finger. Toby finally proposed. And Spencer's like, oh, my God. 
Congratulations. I'm sorry. I didn't know. Well, it's it, like she's she's turning on this like very polite public persona now, but like it's on overdrive. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, it's Spencer Hastings. Everything is on yeah. overdrive. Yeah. And Yvonne's just like, thanks. Really excited. And Spencer shoves the Radley file on Mary Drake back in her purse. Just like, you know what? It's this is totally not important. I don't need to talk to Obi right now. And Yvonne's like, yeah. And Spencer's like, yeah. And Yvonne's like, okay. And Spencer's like, bye. And uh, she comes off a little crazy, a little bit desperate to, like, like, like she wants to do the right thing, not, like, totally fuck Toby shit up here. So she basically, like, runs back to her car, probably feeling, like, all kinds of crap. Like, Spencer and Emily here, you know, the uh, the Tulpa in, in the Prime, they're really taking their lumps today. Yeah. And I, it's always good TV, I think, when nothing goes right for the liars. It, it really makes this whole, it seem like the whole, you know, Rosewood world is against them here. But, I mean, this whole encounter, like, Yvonne's just got to be, like, that girl is crazed. Well, think about Spencer's mindset right now already. Like, things are pretty shitty with Caleb. Yeah. And now it's just like, oh, I got engaged. God, I'm such an asshole. I, I got to run away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, Spencer's all about, uh, I, I keep using this word, the fatalism of Spencer. She will burn herself down so that her friends and people around her can have a, a normal, decent life. Mm-hmm. No, she will she will always jump on the grenade for others even guys like toby so uh cut to welby we're in the office of some doctor who's seemingly in an authority position over the hospital and over rollins he's uh, like some balding white-haired dude yeah yeah so obviously he's the head of the hospital mm-hmm. uh, short short white hair not like bernie sanders white hair but yeah continue right <laughs> he's very nonplussed because he has Three crazy visitors right now, Hannah, Emily, and Arya. And the seating arrangement here is amazing because uh, there's only two chairs in front of his desk. And so you've got Hannah in the blue sitting down next to you, Emily in the, the you know, olive green. And then behind them, just like me mugging this guy, like in formation, like this like triangle of RGB is Arya and like the red jacket. There's been uh, there's been some interesting triangle formations mm-hmm. like in in. 7a so far well this is obviously i think the same set for allison's hospital room so it looks funny repurposed as this guy's office because it's like everything is smushed to one side of the office he doesn't even have like his diplomas and shit hung they're just like on the desk i'm sure they could they could have done that if they wanted to i think that was just a decision i think the main thing that makes it look like not an office is there's a carpet but yeah anyway yeah yeah. uh hannah says but dr friedman and then uh, dr friedman here says wasn't aware Dr. Rollins was treating Allison, but I assure you she's in excellent hands. Really? And Hannah says she's deteriorating every day, physically and mentally. And Friedman says sometimes patients get worse before they get better. Medications often need to be adjusted until we get it right. I'll make sure Dr. Rollins keeps you apprised of her progress. And now let's get the three of you back to your rooms here at the hospital. <laughs> um, yeah, if I were the liars, I'd be a little cautious about entering a mental facility. Yeah, so he stands up to usher these ladies out, which you know puts them puts him in the airspace of Ari, who's going to shut down his dismissal of them. Well, she like jumps right in front of him, yeah. And she's like, "We think he's abusing Allison, and if you don't go check on her right now, we will file a complaint against Doctor Rollins and you." He's like, "Against me? On what grounds?" And she says, "For having knowledge about the situation and neglecting to do anything about it." So Emily stands up on to get on this, and she's like, "And that makes you liable." Then Hannah stands up too to complete the liar's wall, like it was Voltron. Well, Hannah stands up, but she doesn't have anything to say. So she just stands there. She's just like, yeah. She's like, yeah. And uh, being a fuckboy. Yeah. <laughs> and so the doctor kind of sags. like, he's Lead like, the way, Dr. Fuckboy. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I love this scene. Like, they're so aggressive with them. They're just like, no, fuck this. We're going to go over your heads because this shit is totally inappropriate. Yeah. 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 This is one of the, uh, like, preview scenes. And it's the liar's whole attitude in this. They're like, they're so much more proactive and, like, propulsive, you know, with what they're doing. They're not, like, waiting around for something to happen. They're making it happen. I love it. Yeah, so then uh, we see he's leading the liars down a, hall be, a hallway at Welby here. He kind of, like, flags down a nurse, and he says, Ask Dr. Rollins to meet me in his wife's room. Which, I mean, just examine that sentence, Dr. Friedman. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but, I like, he says it in a way, it's like, someone else has to register his displease, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. having to do this. So they walk into Allison's room where she's asleep. She's no longer wearing her bay mask. He goes over, like, checks her pulse. The I was liar- really hoping she'd still have, like, the Hannibal Lecter mask on, yeah. <laughs> and for him to have like, this like bullshit excuse about it, <laughs> like I mean, I maybe got there ahead of time to like take it off. Yeah, yeah Rollins walks in and he's he's just like rabies, <laughs> hydrophobia. Um, two seconds. He's like, pulse. honestly, she bites people. I didn't want to say it, but that's the truth. Don't get me wrong; we were into that in our oh so brief marriage. But she um, is not using the safe word. Yeah, which is harder. <laughs> So the liars stand back behind him, and then Dr. Rick walks in, steps around them. <laughs> he just them. had that one in the chamber, ready to go. <laughs> steps around them, looking at them but saying nothing, as if their intrusion hardly matters to him. And he's like, Dr. Friedman. And he's like, Elliot, Allison's friends expressed concern about her condition. So Rick just, like, stares back at them, then, like, like then back at his boss, his hands, you know, hands him his wife's, like, file slash chart. And he's like, well, she had a few bad days, and I'm happy to report she's doing better. And so Friedman reads the chart to the liars. You know, she's being treated with a low dose of a clozapan. That's good. Vital signs are stable with normal limits. I know it's hard, but try not to worry. Dr. Owen's taking good care of Allison. Would they really have, like, nothing but clozapan on her? I mean, that seems a little light. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. The liars are like, fuck this bullshit. Yeah. You know? Uh, and Rollins, he kind of turns back to liars and he gives them this like really petulant, like shitty little smile, like, yeah, bitches, yeah. you know, Emily has like whatever, like the reverse of an orgasm is of just like disgust. Yeah. And he's just like smirking at them as they go into commercial, yeah. which I, you know, it is a dangerous thing to taunt the shisher like that. Rollins, it's like turning your back on an ocean. Just be warned. And then Hannah says, thanks for nothing. Dr. Fuckboy." Mm-hmm. And they get thrown out. Um, so after the commercial. <laughs> It wouldn't bar. be the first time they got thrown out of a hospital. There needs to be a scene in PLO where, like, two guys just do the classic, like, alley-oop and yeah. throw each of them out of somewhere. And they're like, next time wear pants. <laughs> I have that in my notes for later. Really interesting. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, after commercial, it's in the barn. Caleb's here making himself a sandwich. Some real Ian shit. It is some real Ian shit. The only thing that's missing is for him to, like, offer her half. While yeah. holding like this big fucking chef's knife pointed right at her. Um, you know, it's, it's funny because I, I made this note that like, that's a lot of fucking Mayo, Caleb. Like, you maybe want to take it easy. Is and like, Mayo? Mayo? Yeah, sure. Sorry. Uh, somebody on Reddit made a whole thread about like, is anyone else going to mention how much fucking Mayo Caleb is using? So there you go. As soon as he bites in that thing, it's just going to squirt Mayo like a Bukaki movie. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck, Caleb? Mm-hmm. First of all, are you buying all that Mayo? Where do you live currently? I mean, maybe he's doing the move where he gets a big old like slob of it, but he only uses a little and puts the rest back in the jar. I don't know. I don't know why I'm defending this asshole right now. Anyway, uh, Spencer comes home and he's just like, hey, where have you been? And Spencer's like, uh, Toby's. 
he and Yvonne got engaged. He's like, really? Spencer's like, yeah. <laughs> like, she's just like nodding, nodding, nodding. Like, ain't that some shit? And Caleb just goes back to like slathering on the mayo on his bread. <laughs> what, a, what a weird nervous dick. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't tell if the song on the soundtrack is supposed to be sad or sexy or both. Maybe both. I mean, this is like like slow, sad, you know, fuck music right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caleb's just like, wow, that's great. I'm glad they're able to work out their issues or work through their issues. And he seems to, like, not be picking up on Spencer's mood here, which is just, like, just on the edge of manic, you know? Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, me too, you know? And she, like, takes a seat because that just – him, him like, not really reading her, I think, is just another little, you know, razor blade cut from Caleb. You know, everything's changed, basically. Yeah, yeah they're, they're especially not in sync. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so she has a seat at the stool across from Caleb, like, really ready to dig in on this finally. And she's like, you know, just – Knowing how happy they are got me thinking about us. And Caleb, you know, shot, quick shot of Caleb, like, licking mayo off the knife, still not getting it. No, he makes her well, kind of, like, bedroom eyes. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly, um, like, the look he gives. Just, like, smolder. <laughs> Let's fuck away our problems. Um, Spencer's like, because I've wanted this Caleb for a really long time. He's like, so have I. Well, like, inside is Caleb thinking, like, oh, shit. Does she expect a ring? That seems kind of soon. <laughs> Um, yeah, maybe he can go borrow like Hannah's from the, or he can run over to the ring hut real quick. The ring hut. I need a ring now. I've got $26. What do you got? I could do some, uh, what's your website look like? You need a, you need a touch up. Um, so he's like, so have I. And she's like, and it's been great, but you know, everything changed once Hannah disappeared. And he's like, well, I promised to keep her safe. So I felt responsible. And he turns around his back to Spencer as he puts something away or do something sandwich related, just like she won't see his face as he's just like, fuck, this is happening. Yeah. Um, well, it's, I mean, you can see the, like when the Hannah comes up, he, he knows this is a sore subject. Yeah. And, yeah. And Spencer says, yeah, but she's back now and you still seem distant. So I keep on asking myself why. And he turns back to look at her like very brief eye contact. Then he goes back to his sandwich. He doesn't want to say anything. And Spencer says, you two, you two were alone together that night. Did something happen? And Caleb's just like, she, she was scared. I, I was comforting her. This is a weasel fucking move right here. Like, up until the moment, like, he's got three or four. I mean, never mind the fact it could happen before this conversation. He's had three or four opportunities to, like, explain, to let her in, to dial her into this. But she's hurt. She's vulnerable. Yeah, I mean. She has I, to keep pursuing I, this. I don't want to totally defend Caleb here, but he's basically put, he's. He's in a position of his own making, but it's a position where he can either kind of, you know, misdirect and mislead or he can hurt her, you know, and it's like, which, which is worse, you know, but still those words misdirect and mislead mm-hmm. aren't exactly comforting, I know, I know. especially he, like I said, he made his own bed. I'm not, not denying that, but like, I can he, see why he wouldn't be like super eager to be like, we kissed. Yeah, he but, was the he was the 2011 People Magazine Essence of Best Boyfriend. Mm, no uh, longer. Yeah, yeah. So um, Essence of Fuckboy. <laughs> so he's just like she. She was scared. I, I, I was comforting her. So it's almost a whisper. It's just like that's not what I'm asking. And finally, he says, "We kissed." She turns around, having to process this, which is well, exactly just what she disgusted. Feared. Yeah, this is her big fear confirmed. 
Um, and he's like, old memories got stirred up. It's like we were in a time warp back in high school. And she's like, yeah, but but we're not in high school, you know. And, and I don't know if you've seen the sex scenes in season six on, but damn. But she's like, you know, and Hannah's not your girlfriend. I am. And he's like, I know. I know. And she's like, look, I can handle a kiss. But is that all it was? Or do you still have feelings for her? She comes in close, like wanting to answer. He's like doing the facial Olympics, not wanting to have to answer that. Well, or he's face like, whatever this might be. He's like, mood to speak, hesitate, freeze, frown, look down, like kind of almost writhe, look away, like smiling at how fucked he is. You know, mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. he's trapped. There's nothing he can say, which isn't going to be either a lie or a betrayal of someone, you know. And yeah. she kind of nods, like, oh, that's how it is, you know? Like, no answer is basically yes there. Uh, and yeah. then the phone rings. And there's this cool shot down the hallways. They're both staring at each other over this table here in silence. He's not speaking. And eventually, she's just like, fuck it, and answers her phone. But that um, shot reminded me, like, not in the first few seasons, but, like, as as the show progressed, like, five years forward, we used to see them use in, like, Hannah's mom's kitchen a lot like that. Where it was like suddenly, like we can pull yeah. the camera back and just like make them smaller in a moment. Well, this um, this set definitely seems like huge. Like there's like all these different uh, like rooms that they can move into in the barn. But yeah, that all the shots in Sepsford are there's some really clever creative shots. I feel like maybe they've like figured out how to shoot these sets now or built them out a little or something like that. Um, yeah, yeah. The direction of this episode's top notch. Well, it took it took several episodes into five years forward before I feel like I finally got a handle on the dimensions of the barn. Mm-hmm. Which again and again, I got to say, Spencer, nice job on designing this thing. That is an awesome pad. I mean, it's entirely possible they hadn't built it yet, too. <laughs> well, I'd like to think that this is the uh, this is the barn that Spencer designed and that fucking Melissa and Ren mm-hmm. took over. Um, yeah. So the phones were. You know, this this ringing over this moment, Spencer kind of accepts that this is what it is. This is what's going to be. She checks the phone in her pocket. She's can call ID that it's fucking Jason. So she turns <laughs> away from Caleb and answers the call. And she's like, hello. And Caleb just kind of stews and what a mess he's made. And he's just like, my God, look at all that mayo. Boo, Who's Caleb. Boo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then we're going to cut to Lucas's loft. Very irritated Spencer plops her bag down on the couch. Ready to address the other liars here. And she says, Jason had no idea that Allison was at Welby. Elliot never called him. And we see all the liars are there. Emily, Hannah, and Aria, they're all sitting at a table. And Emily's like, so Elliot lied. Spencer basically just like flares her nostrils in agreement. Yeah. So like it's this is a great blocking because the other three liars are like at this little tiny table away from Spencer. Spencer basically has the stage. <laughs> yeah. Um, and-, and the distance from her friends. Yeah, and then Arya says, he must have known we were at the hospital and sedated Allison so she couldn't talk. I love how they, like, were never at the hospital. Like, could we actually maybe have Allie talk to us? Could could we maybe just check to see what Allie thinks about this whole situation? Uh, yeah, and he says, has Toby looked into Elliot and Mary? And Spencer says, uh, no, I didn't, I, I didn't ask him to. And Hans just like, why not? And Spencer says, because he just got engaged. I don't think we should be involving him in this anymore. And he says, okay, that is not your call to make, Spencer. Toby's the only person that can help us. I mean, Allie's life is in danger. And it's our fault. Her life oh. was in your hands, dude. They're going to kill that poor woman. <laughs> I, you want a toe? I can get you a toe by 3 o'clock with nail polish on it. <laughs> I all, all of those things, Emily, uh, some debatable LOLs in there. Well, I mean, I... I He's the only person that can help us. Yeah, yeah. I think we can appreciate where Spencer's coming from. 
Not that Toby necessarily deserves it, but she's just like, yeah, no, I'm out, you know. No, no, I totally agree with Spencer here. Yeah. Um, yeah, Spencer says, no, no, it's it's her fault. She's the one who killed Charlotte. I mean, do we all realize that the only reason we're stuck in this small town is because of Charlotte's death? That we've been on a hamster wheel risking our lives day after day trying to figure out who it was when all along it was her? Uh, she's, like, totally pissed, like, through with being polite. Emily just can't even. Uh, so Ari's got to be the voice reason. She says, all right, we don't know that for sure. And there's some like, kind of funny hand acting between Ari and Hannah here, because Hannah behind her is just like, whether or not she did it, she doesn't deserve to be tortured. And all the other liars are like, oh, shit, yikes, sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> and Spencer's mollified. Oh, that's a good line. Like, Hannah's just like reminding them, like, yeah, there's the torture thing. And also, like, you've all been there before. Maybe you just need a reminder. <laughs> and so Emily's kind of sighs, and she's like, when does Jason get back? He can get Allie out of Weldy, and Spencer's like, he's out of the country. I don't know. He can come back for a few. He, he can't come back for a few days. And Hannah says, well, that's too long, and we have to get her out now. And Emily's like, how? And Hannah just makes Hannah face, but the wheels are turned for Spencer. And she said, you guys saw him open a locked trunk in his bedroom, right? And Ari's like, yeah. So I guess she did fill them in on that like weird piece of intel. And Spencer says, well, maybe there's something in there that he doesn't want anybody to see. So many dildos. All the sex toys. And Hannah says, maybe whatever it is can help us figure out what he's doing. And he says, I still have a key to Allie's house. Spence is like, great. Somebody walks over to get her purse. And as she's getting her keys, she kind of spots uh, Mary Drake's report in Spencer's bag. Because it's like right next to her bag. And off screen, we kind of hear Spencer in the background say, Jason didn't even know they got married. You're freaked out. Which <laughs> just imagine that scene. <laughs> Jason's just like, are you fucking kidding me? What the fuck, Spence? Uh, yeah, so... Uh, who, who the fuck is Elliot? You mean yeah. Rick? <laughs> that guy? Really? Are you married them? Get the fuck out. Is this a prank call? Are you high? Also, how's Arya now? She's single? <laughs> is she, uh, maybe doing I really like hair? pink strip, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so Emily, like, swipes the file, puts it in her purse, and Hannah's like, where the hell is Jason? Um, I, I always wondered, does Hannah, like, hate Jason? I mean, it's been Should she not years. hate Jason? Should she not hate him? I I don't like Jason. We know. This. I don't like Jason either. But I feel like uh, Hannah would probably hate the guy who had sex with her mom on the uh, kitchen counter. Oh, she does know about that. Yeah. Um. So Spencer's like Ethiopia, and it's like, <laughs> what the hell's he doing there? And Spencer's like charity work. Sure, go with that. <laughs> so Emily picks up her purse and marches over to the liars, like thrusting the key into Arya's hands, and she's like, here. Ari's like, ugh. And I was like, I have to go to work. And Ari's like, okay, well, I know we fine. Emily leaves, and at the end of the shot, we see those keys in Ari's anxious little hands. So She's then we just like tapping that. away on the keys, yeah. Got from that to Ari on the dirt road outside Allison's house. Uh, POV is kind of from the De Laurentiis porch. We see the car parked by Spencer's gay. Spencer and Hannah are there chilling, keeping the lookout, sort of. I, I do want to mention, this is Hannah's car. It's a blue Chevy, like Malibu or something. Uh, I saw some people wondering if perhaps this was Lucas's car. I don't think Lucas is like fancy, expensive cars a Chevy. Yeah, I mean, what didn't we hear? It was like a Jag. It was a Jag, yeah. Yeah. So Arya's like marching towards the Lawrence's house. Um, hilariously, at least to me, Arya checks back over her shoulder twice to she make does, sure friends are still there. She does the double patented over the, her shoulder check. Yeah. Uh, also, I, I just love that they're making Arya go in by herself. Yeah, the anti Orpheus here. Um, yeah, so this leaves Spencer and Hannah to make sure, make a little small talk by the car. Um, 
this is poor spycraft, I feel like. One of them should be at Welby or somewhere just tracking Rick. Um, anyway, so Spencer's like, so where's, uh, where's Jordan? I thought he was going to come back with you. And Hannah's like, oh, no, he's, he's swamped at work. And Spencer kind of sees her at all, and she's like, is everything okay with you guys? And Hannah's like, yeah, great. Why? So she's like, because Caleb told me about what happened between you two at the Lost Woods. Awkward. Yeah, so just, which would have been a great time to like cut over to like a, a shelf of like the amateurs yeah. by Sarah Shepard. Well, Hannah kind of just takes a beat to process that, and finally, she's been kind of avoiding Spencer's, uh, you know, eyes here. She finally looks right at her, and she says, "Spencer, I'm so sorry." Uh, and Spencer, I think all in all, is pretty fucking cool about this. Yeah. Uh, it's almost like she just wants Hannah to admit it so she can feel okay about ending things with Caleb. Um, or get everyone, you know, okay again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at least be fucking honest with ourselves. Like I've said before, I feel like Spencer cannot abide by things that are hidden. Mm. Even if it'll burn her down inside. Yeah, she's just like, you really shouldn't have told me that you were over him if you weren't. And I was like, well, I am over him, okay? That was a huge mistake. And Spencer says, was it? And it's like, yes, look, I meant what I said. Caleb is my past and Jordan is my future. Oh, that's just an extra wrinkle for Spencer to process there. Like, you just see, like, Hannah's, like, swallowing all her emotions, like, deep in the bile of her stomach. Like, she just wants to make things right with her friend. And just, like, just saying Jordan is her future is, like, she's dying inside. <laughs> yeah, she's throwing herself on the fire. Mm-hmm. So inside the Delirantis house, nice shots. We follow Arya down the darkened hallway into the, she the bedroom. She does another behind-the-shoulder check, but at us this time. Yeah. Do you? I wonder if like is that just like a nervous tick of Lucy Hales, or is that like all completely like you know mannered for Arya? Somebody should really ask her that in an interview. Oh, Ooh, I would love to know that. <laughs> I feel like there are so many things Lucy Hale does that she doesn't get credit for, like being the master thespian that she is. Mm-hmm. But I, I like that she doesn't talk about it. You know, it just it just adds oh, yeah. to the mystique. All the interviews are like, "Who's what's it like to kiss kiss Ian Hardy?" And yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway. Apparently, he uses a lot of tongue. Um, so she scurries over the light fixture by the bed, the one where she and Ezra saw Doctor Rollins like getting the key from the one on the left. Arya lifts it up, pulls that key out, kneels out of the bench chest with you know bench chest thing at the foot of the bed. She unlocks it, opens it. Inside, we see like the folded away jumpsuits and some form of dark clothes, and and she lays she takes those out, lays them on the floor. Under that, she finds like Rick's collection of old timey torture tools as well as medicine, other things, all perfectly laid out and visible. But Arya starts pulling them out and like laying them on the carpet to like catalog and take pictures of. Um, she could take the photos inside the thing. But anyway, so starting with the tools. Let me see this. Well, she wants medicine. to get like close ups on each one of them, you know? Yeah, she does. Uh, medicines, fresh syringes. There's a fold up piece of paper. There's some contacts, like contact lenses. She keeps like snapping away her photos. Yeah, antihistamines. Yeah. Yeah. So outside, Spencer and Hannah are just still chilling by the car. Then they hear the sound of a vehicle approaching from the other side. Well, see I like car. how like seven years later, they at least know to use the cameras in their phones, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, because they got chastised once by Spencer, mm-hmm. like prior to her, like taking the photos of the, the diary of Allison's, yeah. the, the weird, like encoded, like the bird book she had. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so, so, uh, yeah, outside, uh, we hear a vehicle approaching and Spencer's like, Elliot's coming. Uh, and then we see Rick's car, car is pulling into the driveway there and Hannah kind of moves to intercept him as Spencer is like texting a warning behind her and then like rushing to hurry up. Uh, so we go inside the bedroom. Arya is taking a photo of each of those like little medicine bot vials there. And while she's doing this, we see a text notification from Spencer pop up. It says, Ellie is here. 
And Arya texts back, need more time, stall him. And she goes back to her photos. I mean, she's like Ethan Hunt all of a sudden. This is bold of our Detective Arya. But well, it's, it's like we always say, she's super effective when she wants to be. Yeah. yeah. When she decides to join the team. Oh, and when she can get Ezra out of town working mm-hmm. on notes for the book. So outside, Dr. Dr. Rick uh, gets out of his car, sees Spencer and Hannah strolling up, and he's like, your friends made quite a spectacle of themselves today. He says this apparently directly to Spencer, as if Hannah's not standing there. <laughs> she, she is can invisible. I, can I interject and completely change the subject and derail us? I wish you would. I'm just thinking of Ezra, like, out of town making notes for his book. He's, like, like going around the streets of Philadelphia. Like, excuse me, I'm just, like, doing a survey. Do you think that a, an English teacher who started dating his high school student, would that be predatory? And, like, the person he asks just, like, turns and walks the other way. And he's like, damn it. Can I, can I make it even better for you? Mm-hmm. If he has one of those, like, comically large microphones. Oh, he, yeah. He asks the question into, and then he puts it in their face. <laughs> and they're like... Where's the camera? <laughs> just like smack it away. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's like, your friends make quite spectacle of themselves today. And Spencer's like, oh, I think it's just amazing how much better Allison's gotten overnight. And he's like, I'm doing all I can for her. Well, they have these like awesome bitchy expressions on their face. Like they're so through being polite with this asshole. Well, so the only thing that falls flat here for me is that this is the classic like Spencer facing the the patriarchal antagonist thing but other than like the last few episodes i feel like she doesn't have quite the context with rick you know like emily spent more time with rick than i think any of the others yeah well at the same time though they're they're just trying to stall him here so they're not right, like, right. they're not gonna put him on full blast right now no but i mean like this would be the great you know, the usual face-off between like spencer and her like moriarty du jour and like She's really only just met this guy, like, the day before. Um, yeah. So, anyway, Hannah says, are you? Because Allie called us, and she's convinced someone at Weldy's trying to hurt her. And Rollins is like, part of her illness is paranoia. She thinks everyone's out to harm her. And Spencer says, it's not paranoia if it's real, which is, like, her house words, basically. Trust her. This uh, was unless, a bespoke from experience. Yeah, unless she went with hope breeds eternal misery. Like, one of those two, I think. And Rollins <laughs> is like. That was, that was actually Veronica's campaign promise. Yeah. <laughs> Ron says, I want you guys to stop visiting Allison. You're disturbing her. And Hannah says, and what about what she wants? And he kind of like stake, takes a step forward here, like very subtly threatening. They don't move a fucking inch. <laughs> like, like he steps into a wall and he's like, if you keep pushing, I promise it will be detrimental to her health. Shaking on our boots here, buddy. Yeah, they just stare him down like, fuck you, buddy. You don't scare us in the slightest. Uh, well, so he- also disturbing her. She hasn't even been awake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so back inside, Arya's, she's done with her photos. She's hurriedly putting everything back in the trunk, more or less how she found it. Uh, once she's done, she locks the trunk, and then she stands up, and it's like about to check her phone. And she's like, oh, like just like looks over. Oh, there's some paperwork on a dresser over here I'm going to go take a look at. And we see it's Rick's credit card statement, so she takes a photo of that. Uh, and I notice on this statement, he already fucking changed his address to Allie's place. I mean, that's pretty fast. Yeah. And then uh, Arya gets a text from Spencer. Get out now. Uh, so it's time to go. She pockets her phone, grabs the ottoman key. And then we hear like a door slams or like there's someone else in the house right now. And she like rushes over to the sconces and drops the key in there into the right side this time. And uh, that's it. Now, did you notice the first time you watched it that she put it in the wrong one? I'm mm-hmm. just curious. You did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I didn't notice at first. So, you know, it's just like, all very quick. 
but yes, uh, put it in the wrong sconce. The right so, one, not the left one. If you've been paying attention to the, the bill out there, you know there's a new eatery in Rosewood, DiBiasio's Italian Restaurant, <laughs> yeah. uh, which I think is fascinating. Again, it's another crew member. Um, mm-hmm. Also, Amish Bed and Breakfast, Neelan's. Uh, oh, we'll get to that. We, we get a better look at it later. Hold your horses. Yeah. <laughs> Outside, uh, it's the dealer into his house. We kind of pan over to Hannah and Spencer. They're back by Hannah's car here. And Hannah's just like, God, what's taking her so long? And Spencer's like, I don't know. And they're like, kind of just on the verge of panic. And Spencer goes to pull her phone out. But then, oh, Arya appears behind them like a magician. She's coming out of the wicket next to the Hastings gate there. So Very she sneaky. went in the slip out the window, ran through the graveyard, swung around Spencer's house, and come out the gate. She's very capable when she needs to be. And she's like, hey, she jogs over to him. And then we kind of cut to this POV shot through the windows of the De Laurentiis house of uh, the liars like piling into the car there. And we see, oh, Rollins is watching all this and he is displeased as fuck right now. Um, although he probably I don't think he guesses at this point that Ario is inside. It just looks like the liars being shady and like running to get in the car. You know, I wonder because it's like all this guy can do is stare out windows of like pissy murder boner faces. Mm-hmm. This is like not even the first time this season he's done that. So after the kitchen, after the commercial, we're in the Hastings kitchen. Hannah and Ari are sitting on the other side of Spencer. They're all like focusing on the picture on Spencer's laptop of uh, Dr. Rick and Allison together well, it's in like, happier times. It's like they pulled this up for dramatic effect. Like, uh, yeah. let's all ponder this romance. <laughs> is this their like website page couples photo? It looks like a, a photo they took before playing tennis or something. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and Arya says, I never should have agreed to marry them. Like, that's the true outrage here. It's like, Rick is really crapping all over her matrimony bat- bona fides here, you know? Yeah, yeah. And well, like, if he's if he's trying to, like, cash out Karasimi's stock or something, you could make the argument that, uh, like, Arya did kind of fuck them a little bit. Uh, or fuck her friend over a little bit. I don't uh, think that's on Arya's mind. I'm just saying. No, no, that's not what Arya is on Arya's She's like, you're dishonoring my, my marriage, you know, ceremony. How dare you? But I mean, that's the nice thing about Arya, though. She has all the potential to be the Catalan Stark, mm-hmm. and she doesn't even have to die to be Lady Stoneheart. I don't know if that's a compliment or not. Anyway, <laughs> Hannah says, Ali never should have agreed to marry him. I mean, they only dated for a week, and it's like, true. yeah, true. true. Uh, Spencer says, we know nothing about him. And it's like, yeah, well, apparently neither did she. And Ari's like, hey, go to the photos I took. Because, yeah, that seems much more relevant than this, like, happy couple photo he pulled up. Mm-hmm. So Spencer clicks and uh, starts flipping through some spy photos that Arya took. We see, like, the torture tools, that piece of paper with some kind of weird recipe on it. There's contact lenses, you know, antihistamines, et cetera. And Ari's like, wait. And she kind of stops at the paperwork that she took of uh, that credit card statement there. And she's just like, that's Elliot's credit card statement. I saw it on his dresser. And we can see some of the charges here. We got, uh, you know, the Basio's uh, Italian restaurant, pharmacy, grocery store, Amish bed and breakfast, which, like, do they take credit cards? Yeah, really? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we've got Square. Uh, Spencer says, there's a charge here for Amish bed and breakfast. <laughs> that's the name of the company. <laughs> and Arya says, that's the same week that Allie went with Elliot to his family farm. And it's like, why would they stay at a B&B? Which I didn't understand that line at first. I guess the it's like, why wouldn't they stay at his, his family's farm, I guess, you know? Mm. Arya yeah. says, I don't know, but it, it's only an hour from here. I say we drive up there. 
Spencer's like, why? And Arya's <laughs> like, it's a small community. They might know Elliot's family. And I, I have to admit, this was one thing I never really thought about last season. Like, where the fuck did they go? And they say they were going to Elliot's family farm. Yeah. Like, we never really questioned that before. But now it's like, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, so Hannah says... Well, you know, his family farm, like, it doesn't necessarily imply that his family was there. You know what I mean? True. But, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, an extra layer of deception. I mean, when your parents are out of town, you go to their place and you use their hot tub. It's your family's home. Mm-hmm. Anyway. That's very true. Um... I'm trying to remember. There was something for somebody has a, an Amish connection in the books, but I don't know. Wilden who it is. does. Yeah, Wilden was raised Amish. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny to me, but it really, really is. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just picturing uh, uh, what's his name, the guy who plays Wilden, like in Weird Al's like Amish Paradise music video for some Bryce reason. Johnson. Yeah, yeah Bryce Johnson. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Arya's like it's a small community. They might know Elliot's family, and Hannah's like, "And what's that going to do for us?" I like how they no one gives a fuck about Arya's plan here, but Arya's like dead set on it. Well, it's like Arya really wants him to leave for some suspicious reason. Yeah, she's a yeah. yeah. So Arya's like, "Well, maybe they can fill in some of the blanks about who he is. Maybe they know he, if he's connected to Mary." And Hannah's like, "Even if we find his family, I doubt they'll talk to us." Which is like, remember that time Hannah tried to get answers from Holbrook's redneck daddy? Maybe that's what's informing her decision right now. <laughs> when she was when she was in full spring break mode. Yeah. Sorry's like it's just like, hey little girl, and like cuts up some chicken entrails or something. <laughs> it was like the fucking like wear panther people from mm, True Blood. <laughs> fucking seriously, yeah. <laughs> um so <laughs> Arya's like, well, we have to try. If Elliot's working with Mary, it's only a matter of time before he does to Allie what he did to you. Or worse. So, so Hannah turns away because Arya really went like like below the belt here. So Arya starts packing up some shit. And she's like, I'm going. Anyone coming? So she's like, I, I should stay here. I'm going to try to figure out what Ellie's doing with these things. And Arya's like, okay, Hannah? And Hannah's like, yeah, I'll drive. Well, I like how uh, Hannah hesitates and is like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. Yeah. And then she says, yeah, I'll drive. Fateful words, perhaps. And Ari's like, great. This is what she would want to do. Mm-hmm. So she tosses hand of the keys and they bounce. Spencer kind of leans in to s- study these pictures on her laptop here. Yeah, so meanwhile, at the rally, Emily's working at the bar under the watchful eye of one of the other bartenders. He's in, we saw this with uniform before, he's in suspenders and a bow tie. She's wearing the same thing, only like collar undone, no bow tie. <laughs> collar unbuttoned so, to the chest, I mean, let's be real here. Yeah. She's, she's got to get some tips. But seriously, throw a fez in the mix, and Emily's dressed like the Eleventh Doctor. Um, she's piling up lines. I understand that reference. As he walks past, like looking on her work and smiles approvingly, like, "Hey, great job with those limes." Like she's been a bartender, right? Like yeah. she's worked at some like weird airport bar or whatever. If you yeah. like colada, well, like, she's just like, "Fuck this!" As soon as this dude walks away, she's like, mm, "Fuck it!" And she pulls out her phone, calls Toby. Uh, she gets his voicemail though. He says. Hey, you've reached Toby Cavanaugh. Leave a message. And she just hangs up and said, like, pretty annoyed because it went to voicemail, like, on two rings. Like, he obviously, like, sent her to voicemail there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she looks over and sees, like, oh, the hostess is escorting Sabrina to a table. And Emily's face is just like, fuck my life. Mm-hmm. And we see Sabrina. She's in, like, kind of like a nice, you know, dress, like, a little bit hippie, but, you know, nice for her. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's getting seated at the table. She's got a menu. She hasn't really noticed Emily's there yet. 
Yeah. Uh, or, you know, the Emily works there. And it's just like piling up for Team Spemley in this episode. You know, it's like if it can go wrong, it will go wrong pretty much. With all the gin joints. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sabrina. Sabrina walks into Emily's looking amazing, uh, which is kind of Emily's lot in life. <laughs> like, again, that one night that she actually worked at the brew and Paige walked in looking amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so cut to like farmland, Pennsylvania, Dutch country, an actual location shot. Or where, do you, at least, where do you think they shot this? Uh, I think that they probably got this footage from somewhere. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. There's like a silo in the background. I, I somehow doubt second unit flew to Pennsylvania. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's this is uh, farm I don't, country. I, I'm not saying it's, that they're not silos somewhere these, within uh, 200 miles of Los Angeles. But is that corn? I don't even know what that is. Some sort of uh, you know crop mm-hmm. that you sell for money is growing there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I know about farming. <laughs> it's Amish pot farming. Um, yeah, so we got inside the car where Hannah and Arya are parked on the side of the road. Hannah kind of slouches in the driver's seat. Arya sighs, looking at an actual map. And she's like, like a physical map. Yeah. yeah. She's like, can't believe we lost cell service. And Hannah's like, I can't believe Lucas owns a map. Probably came, came in the car. Yeah. Even though Although, it's car. Okay, so that is an interesting line there. I can't believe Lucas owns a map. That would imply it's Lucas's car, but this is a fucking Chevy. Hmm. That's a good question. Although, maybe, you know, well, maybe Hannah was being really sarcastic when she was talking about like, oh, I love your Jag. I'll have to look later. We don't never we, we never see this car. So maybe this is the Jag. And they just like switch cars. I don't know. I'll I'll take a look later to see if it's the same car or not. Hmm. Um, interesting. Yeah, because then that adds a wrinkle of, you know, later in this episode. Like if that's Lucas's car, well, how does that go down? Uh, hopefully with him in jail. <laughs> anyway, Arya folds up the map and she says, "You know what? You were right. We should have turned on Route 30." And couldn't you just see like a liar road trip episode? Like how yes. how fucking great would that be? It would be amazing. I would love to see a whole act of just them in the car. A whole act? Yeah. I think the dream a little bigger. Whole well, I mean, episode. but I mean like 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 if you could do some kind of like one take, well, because I mean, some of it would be them stopped at a okay, at a sure, station. sure, like a but yeah, I mean, like just a, a, a solid water, like yeah. commercial ends to the next time a commercial mm. begins. They're just in a fucking car, being amazing, <laughs> yeah. And then maybe, just maybe, they sing uh, ironic. Don't you think? Oh, I would love to see that. If they had like their tiny dancer moment. I, I hate that moment. I'll, I'll be honest. <laughs> I, I found that moment completely artificial. I hate that movie. Well, Sorry. Because, because it's Cameron Crow. But mm. I feel like in PLM, it'd be amazing. Especially if they started singing Unwritten. No, they just start singing like uh, that Bang Bang song or something. And then they'd tell Hannah to stop dancing. Mm-hmm. No, just whatever you're doing, stop. It, it's hard to drive when you do that. Just Any- sit quiet appreciation. <laughs> anyway, Hannah says, hey, is Liam still in town? Ooh. And Ari's like, no, no, he went back to Boston and Hannah starts the engine and Ari is just kind of like, mm, you know, thinking about it. And she's like, yeah, we broke up and turns off the engine like, oh, we got to talk about this. She's like, wait, I thought everything was going great with you guys. And Ari's like, yeah, it was. <sighs> it's just Ezra and I and Anne's oh. just like, oh, fuck this. You know, <laughs> yeah, Ezra and I, we spent a lot of time with each other these last few weeks and. I just realized how much I miss having him in my life. Which is 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 interesting when you think about when Arya had to finally break it down to Liam at the end of last week. <laughs> but 
it shows again how much like I feel like Arya spent time with Spencer and Emily in uh in six B. You know what I mean? Like fucking poor Emily had to read the book. She had to like listen to Arya like, yeah. is it just me or is this amazing and all that shit? Well you got, like, you got Arya in the last episode telling Liam, like, trust me, this is totally just about me and where I'm at and then to hand she's like, Yeah, Ezra. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, this is exactly what Hannah doesn't need to be hearing right now. You yeah. Know? yeah. Oh, your old love, that's why uh you dumped your, your dude. Uh, cause, you know, Tulpa theory, mm-hmm. Hannah did the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then Arya just has to like pour salt on this wound, or she's like, we're both lucky. I've got Ezra, you've got Jordan. And Hannah's like, yeah. <laughs> like, does, does Arya know? Is she just rubbing it in? Well, so far, just out of curiosity, three episodes in, is this the most romantic season? <laughs> um, well, you know, I guess it depends on how you define romantic. I think, romance is definitely a prime topic i guess you would say you know yeah. whether or not you would describe the season i mean you know that's love, just like love a is pain argument um, about definitions but i would have i would have loved to see like five episodes of like Ari and ezra carrying on in secret would you i think i would have just for old time's sake yeah just the two of them being sneaky and like liam just like could they get know. away with that though I think that would be the joy of the TV because, like, I, like we'll talk about obviously later in this episode. You you love the moment where like somebody's like, "Guys, should we go to the cops?" Because you're just like, "All right, everyone, lean in," because like somebody's gonna come up with an amazing reason why they shouldn't go to the cops, and it's gonna be <laughs> badass. But like Arya being fishy as hell, and Liam's just like, "Hmm, do I think she's cheating on me?" Nah, <laughs> not her. See, Not I the think, girl keeps looking over her shoulder. <laughs> I think the flaw in that plan is Arya would just like walk into like a liar meetup and Spencer would look at her and be like, You fucked Ezra, didn't you? And she's well, like, ah, How'd you know? And Spencer's just like, I know that glow. Because something about Ezra for some reason, you know, gets Arya so aroused that she ends up dehydrated and Spencer can just smell that. She's mm-hmm. like, You know, you smell like duplicity and sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you smell like predators. Uh, yeah, so, uh, Arya's just rubbing it in here. She watches Hannah for a while, kind of like a mixture of concern and curiosity, and she says, do you think you'll tell him what happened to you in there? You know, tell Jordan? Mm-hmm. And Hannah's like, I don't want to involve him. And Arya's like, why? He's your fiancé. I'm sure he'd want to know. I'm and, sure he'd want to know. Yeah, this is just killing Hannah. And Hannah just, like, staring up at the sky, like, please, God, what have I done to deserve a relationship talk with Arya Montgomery right now? And Arya's like, Hannah, and Arya's, and Hannah's like, Arya, stop. And Arya's like, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to help. And it's Arya, very like, Arya very like sorry, bitch, like offended reaction here. Arya's absolutely a, uh, I'm just saying, girl. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Just saying. That's okay, I'm a just saying guy. Yeah, you yeah. really are. <laughs> just saying. And Hannah says, well, you're not. I want to forget the hell I went through and not relive it. And I don't want to talk about it. Not with you, not with Jordan, not with anyone. Ari's kind of watching her sadly. I think Ari kind of gets it. She knows what it's like to not want to have to process something. And also Hannah's her tulpa. And Hannah's like, if I do, I'll never stop crying. Which is just wow, you know. But you know what, though? I mean, a lot of people get that way after something trying, regardless oh, sure. of the depth of it. So I feel like that's the actualization that, that you really needed from Hannah. You know what? She's she's admitted, like, look, like, please stop. 
if I, if I let open, I open the floodgates, they'll never stop. So mm-hmm. just let me do my thing here. I don't and even I like talking times... about my job at the end of the day. I can't even imagine talking about like a real trauma or anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and some people just need to process shit through doing something, mm-hmm. doing something else, like going to Amish country to hunt down clues about Rick Rollins. Well, I feel like we're, we're building to a tragedy here with Hannah. She's trying to escape her pain right now. And it's, uh, it's just building to, to something happening at the end that we'll get to. Don't don't say it's going to lead to tragedy because that's what Lucy Hale wants. Mm-hmm. It'll end in tears. Well, um, uh, tragedy for her, not necessarily for other parties, if you know what I mean. <laughs> for other course, parties, Lucy it's Hale, celebration. Lucy Hale wants to murder a beloved shower. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I shower, see, shower, shower, surviving again, surprising your resilience. absence. Is she just locked in that fucking hotel? <laughs> I can't get out. She's just been like, I ate all her- my gloves. I was gonna say she's been eating all the gloves. <laughs> oh, shower! She can't like uh, like jump from balcony to balcony. <laughs> yeah. So me at the rally. Oh, oh yeah. Like- so Hannah Anna puts on her seatbelt and like ponders the the dark abyss here i really like these scenes like i feel like it's been a while since we got to hear a couple liars like work through some personal shit you know yeah like they've kind of been paired off with other people it's really nice to see the the liar bond come to the forefront here and i think it's been like a really long journey for them to get back to this after the time jump Mm -hmm. you know they're so kind of like separated off from each other so yeah back to the radley Emily's in that like tight fitted work uniform here the red suspenders. She's uh, just made a drink of like a small rocks glass here. And she's looking over for who ordered it. And of course, it's Sabrina looking at a menu. And Emily's face is just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Well, the beautiful part is that somehow Sabrina hasn't noticed Emily yet. <laughs> Although, I mean, I don't know why you would. You know, you're just looking at your menu. Well, Sabrina's like, uh, I work in a coffee shop all day. I honestly don't look at the help mm. <laughs> when I go out. But so, well, so do you, do you think Sabrina chose this place on purpose? Maybe like could this be calculated? Uh, I kind of, I mean, I'm assuming she's a so like everything she does is calculated. I could see it. I mean, Sabrina's not a dummy, and I think that's mm. like I said, that's that's why I like her introduction, and I like the fact that she's like you know, don't judge me on like Ezra's bullshit. Well, she's about to deploy like the tactical Schrodinger's X here, so yeah, we'll see. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Emily. You know, turn look on her face, decides to walk over and deliver that drink, uh, which might be breaking a protocol of her new job. Who knows? But <laughs> Emily's, knows? Emily's <laughs> like, there got, are like, protocols to this job. Emily's already probably got like five or six fireable offenses already. Mm-hmm. And she's like, here's your whiskey and soda. And Sabrina looks up like, Emily, how did you know what I ordered? And Emily's like, does the outfit tip you off? And Sabrina like checks out Emily's bod. And she's well, just she, like, she does this look where she kind of like looks Emily up and down like swiggity swooty, you know? And she's like, you work here. I didn't know. Sploosh. Um, well, she, she's almost laughing at how awkward this is, you know? So Emily's like, no, I'm I'm training today. But yeah, I'm I'm going to be a bartender. And Serena's like, well, thanks for the drink. And so Emily's <laughs> like, no problem. So Emily starts to turn away with stops, psychs herself up. Can we, can we just imagine, like, uh, Ashley Marin coming over to Emily and be like, we've had some complaints about your performance and Emily's just like, really just like pulls out a wine glass and starts pouring a drink. <laughs> Tell me more slides it to her. 
And she's like, oh, I think we're going to be just fine. <laughs> oh, I would fucking love the scene where Ashley, you know, her shift finally is over and she mm-hmm. just comes and sits at the bar and like tells Emily about her day while she eats like a box of wine. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So Emily, she's like herself. She has to. Let, she can't let this go. She comes back to Sabrina because she's not working or anything, and she has to be like you know metaphorically holding this boombox outside Sabrina's window. And she's well, just Emily's like, just like nobody wrote Jack's Emily Fields. Like, do you know what town you're in, Sabrina? Yeah, I I run this bitch. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's like, I just want to let you know that the conversation we had the other day at the brew that was real. It wasn't an act. Well, it's like in in her mind, Sabrina must have just said no because she thought she was like being set up again or something. That's clearly the only explanation for getting turned down by Sabrina. Yeah. So Sabrina's like, you don't have to explain anything. And I was like, we thought Ezra was in trouble and we wanted to help him out. I mean, that doesn't make what we did right, especially the lying part. And Sabrina's like, no, it's really not a good time. So she, she has like this worried look. Emily doesn't pick up on it because she's, you know, I like you, Sabrina. And I think you must be feeling something for me, too, because if you didn't, I wouldn't be standing here making a fool out of myself, which this she- logic is. That is this some, is like voting your friend guilty of murder. <laughs> that's like some next level NLP there, Emily. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, if, if you weren't into me, I wouldn't be standing here making a fool out of myself. And it, Sabrina's like, mm, like trying to process that. Like, nah, well, like Emily's, that doesn't check out. Yeah, Emily's like two nags away from uh, nailing this this uh, mm-hmm. this proposal. But she's like, you know, I just wish that you wouldn't judge me based on one stupid mistake. Because if you have to know me, you realize that's not who I am at all. It's entirely who I am. Yeah. Um, that mistake doesn't crack the top 100. I've literally helped cover up a murder. I once let myself get kidnapped by a talking doll that took over my GPS. I fuck Sarah Harvey. Trust me, I make mistakes. She's like, do you want to know how many times I've obstructed justice today? <laughs> uh, so Sabrina's like, she's speechless. She she can't replay this the entreaty. Then a, a young woman like her age walks up to Sabrina and says, hey, I'm sorry, I'm late. And like, like leans down and kisses her on the lip. And Emily's just like, what the fuck? Emily's like, fuck my life. And Sabrina's like, hey, and the lady's like, oh, traffic was terrible. And I mean, you know, this this girl, she's got like uh, some kind of like fashionable, like kind of shaved side of the head dreads. Um, obviously, the girlfriend or here, or at least we'd, we'd expect it to be. Um, so Emily kind of like very gamely recovers from the shock. And uh, there's some really funny like reaction acting from Shay Mitchell here. You know, she's like summoning a friendly smile from deep within her Hufflepuff reserves here. And she says, and Sabrina says, well, it's all right and, uh, to her girlfriend or whoever here. And this girl says, and she turns to Emily and she's like, hey, could I get a glass of Chardonnay? And Emily's like, yeah. <laughs> and the girl's like, thanks. And Emily's like, yeah. <laughs> and Sabrina's kind of giving Emily this pained look like, ah, I tried to warn you. Uh, and Emily walks away just like completely numb. Like the indignities just keep piling up. Yeah, Emily and Spencer taking some L's today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, back in Amish country, Arne and Hannah are like walking down a path of tall vines on each side. I wish that they would marvel at the fact that they've been walking down this same wooded pathway all of their lives. Um, well, the, the, the best part about this is that it's almost like they're in a maze. Like there's yeah. some real like mise-en-scene resonance going on here. You know, it's like they're they're walking through this maze, like trying to figure things out. I, I love I feel like they it seems like they really had some time to put some thought into their shots in this episode, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, these girls are always in some variation of the shining. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, well, that was a waste of time. And I was like, well, how was I supposed to know that they wouldn't give us any information? And I was like, the day is almost over and we're no closer to figuring out a way to help Allie. Also, well, did so they just, just go talk to like Elliot's fake parents or something? Or 
I, I think know. they they shook down some Amish folk. Mm-hmm. I already just like brandished a, a pitchfork and waved it at them. Um, so just then they hear some rustling behind them. They do their iconic liar turn and look back and see a young blonde girl in Amish attire walking around the corner. They have to know that the, the twig snapping that alerted them to this can't be that serious because they're not Emily. <laughs> and the woods only exist to frighten the fuck out of Emily. But Well, this girl looks like she walked out of Bioshock, like one of the little sisters or something. She's like maybe 12 years old. Uh, this weird Amish chick, and she just like looks at them, and Han and Arya are like, uh, whatever, this is normal. They just keep walking, and they wander off, and the girls just watches them go. You know, of all the weird fucking kids that they've dealt with, this girl's actually the most normal. Um, seemingly, yeah, except for the Amish get up. Whatever. Uh, so hmm. back at the rally, Emily's like taking a break from not working, is on her phone, walking around the lobby. Um, this doesn't seem astoundingly professional either <laughs> but she's like this is the second time i've completely embarrassed myself and spencer's on the phone like where are you and she's like hiding from sabrina her model girlfriend she like looks over at them off screen scowls keeps walking and he's like uh I- i'm uh taking a 15 minute break like was <laughs> 15 this minutes in? into my shift yeah was this thrown in just for us yeah 15 minute break sure. but uh anyways she's walking through customers and broadcasting this i'm sure it's like you know unspoken policy like maybe uh wait till you're in the back in the break room to make your phone calls but no well it's like so so one person is like turning to them to their friend and it's just like i think our bartender's going through some stuff <laughs> but damn she looks amazing um so cut to spencer her laptop on the couch in her gray room and she's like it's her loss em um, I feel like Spencer would be the one who would like give Emily like sound advice or how to get that uh, Sabrina angle because if, if anyone's going to know it's going to be Spencer. But uh, mm-hmm. Emily's like, did you make any sense of the things that Arya found at Elliot? Spencer's like, oh, well, I haven't looked up any of the medications yet, but this list of ingredients that he wrote down is used to make latex. So Spencer's like, print out the photos, huh? Oh, I see. who knew you could make a Mission Impossible mask from uh, one cup cold water, quarter cup tapioca flour, one packet of plain gelatin, and one teaspoon of solid coconut oil. That's all you need to make a totally lifelike mask. Janelle Lennon, if you're listening, I would love to hear, like, the complicated Google <laughs> hole that led you to this, because I think it's amazing. Um, yeah, so Spencer yes. pulls out, she's got, like, these printed out photos that Arya took, uh, and, like, full coloring, so that's how you know the Hastings are rich here. She just prints shit out willy-nilly. Uh, and she's got a photo of that medicine vial pulled up on her computer, and Emily's like, wait, as in gloves? You know, are you latex? Spencer says, no, like in masks. Like the one that we found on the Hannah doll, the bell tower. Emily's face is just, like, dubious. <laughs> you know? What if Rick's real name is Art Vandalay? I don't think it is. And you want to be my latex salesman. Uh, so back in the house of Hastings, Spencer picks up the photo print of those blue eye contacts that Arya found, and she's like, wait a minute. What color are Elliot's beady little eyes? And um, Emily's like, um, uh, I, I think brown. Why? I can't There's... believe she even knows that. I couldn't tell you the color of anyone's eyes. Uh... Maybe I just don't make eye contact with people. Honestly. You, you don't. Um, mm-hmm. Spencer's like, because he has blue contacts in the trunk, and an idea is forming Spencer's head now. And she's like, Em, when Allison checked herself in the Welby, she didn't think that she just saw her mother. So she starts searching Detective Darren Wilden on Exeter. Do you think this is a leap or I don't know. How did you feel about this? Um, I the feel like analytical the right, mind of Spencer Hastings. Well, I feel like they've, they've proven that Spencer can think like this. Mm-hmm. The, the one of the threads of Spencer's mind that I wish that they had done more with was, do you remember when she would go to the Lost Woods to check herself in and just like make a 3D map of Mona's lair? 
yeah. from memory, like over the summer or whatever. That was fucking amazing right there. But uh, I feel like, you know, there was the course correct. And I, I just presume in the writer's room, they were like, you know what? I don't want to waste a lot of time with this. Let's just boom. Spencer puts it together. Blue and contacts. That's kind, of, that's kind of amazing, though, that like this is a huge thing from the from the finale last year. And like three episodes in it's like in uh like homeland when they finally figured out you know where what's his name brody's like allegiance has really lied in like episode two of season two and like, oh, this, is, like, this is this is the new move of serialized television is you gotta change it up by like not waiting for your finales for the the big shit to happen well, plus, you gotta you gotta roll it out you know when you're least expecting it in the middle of the season and i don't know if like i mean we all take for granted it's oh and another season of PLL. It's more craziness. Like shit's happening, crazy Amish girls, car shit, whatever. But like after this guys, there's seventeen episodes to go. Oh, I mean I think this final season is they get to be like, fuck it, we're doing what we want, you know, within the budget, obviously. So <laughs> only expect two guest stars an episode. But other than that, we're doing also, what we want. Yeah. The most romantic like summer of answers ever. Sure. Um so Emily's like, hmm, she thought that she saw Wilden, too. So on her computer, Spencer pulls up a photo of Wilden in his police uniform and zooms in on his eyes, which are bright blue. So it's like, I don't think that he just used the latex to make a mask of Hannah. I think he used to make one of Wilden, too. And Emily's like, he wanted Allison to think she was crazy. And Spencer kind of nodding, like, shakes her head, like, yeah. It's kind of impressed, yeah. Um, is it possible this is all a misdirect to the liars? Yeah, I think it's possible. Like, the, mean, the Rick really three. looks like he's the one that kidnapped Hannah when he's really not. Yeah, I mean, in general, I don't want to give Rick too much credit. It's like it, you could kind of connect the dots. We're going to get a cattle prod in a moment here and the mask and everything. And it's like, yeah, but maybe that's all intentional or, you know. But, but if you look at those dots, though, somebody kidnapped Hannah, the, the latex mask, Hannah. Mm-hmm dummy that was hanging from the bell tower did have like the uh the the pullout string i guess yeah. it was a text that alerted them they had 24 hours right well that's what i'm saying that that could be a but they're assuming that that was rick because a is using the rick's same techniques or whatever i don't know anyway it just it just really relies on a or ad or uber a or whoever to really work in concert with uh you mm-hmm. know whatever the fuck rick's doing so anyways back in in amish country uh Hannah and Ari are walking to the barn of a house with a bunch of furniture on a, on a display outside. A uh, sign in the barn says, handcrafted Amish furniture. So Ari's like, well, let's go look at the furniture. And Hannah's like, why? And Ari's like, because it's, if he thinks we're going to buy it, he'll probably talk. Yeah. So I want to point out, uh, this is the same barn that was Andrew Campbell's farm. Uh, there's a different the set. The same set. Sure. Uh, different insignia hanging on the barn wall there i think it was a uh, miss jilly b on twitter pointed out this is like a standard amish sign for like good luck or something mm-hmm. uh that symbol so most likely i think they're just reusing the set um i feel like the liars Han and ari would probably know if this is andrew campbell's farm i don't know we'll see yeah could I'd... could mean something most likely it's just like they have this one barn set on the lot at Warner Brothers, you know. Yeah, and specifically, it's it's the video of Jessica and little Jason and Charlie. That's, yeah, well, they've they've really that's, tried that's, to like dress this differently. There's like a cottage in the background, and all this stuff. So this might also be where like there was where Ari and Clark were like taking all the photos of the doll shit. Probably it's also where uh, Hannah or not Hannah uh, Emily 
like the doll drove her here when she was kidnapped in 212 and she suffered yeah. inside. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, most likely just a reuse set. But, a of, you know, a lot, the, of, a lot of ominous barns. The Andrew Campbell is Andrew Drake, aka AD. I mean, that's a reasonably solid theory, I think. So, you know, we'll see where that goes. Anyway, Arya's marching along, but Hannah kind of slows and hangs back, like looking around as the birds chirp. And that little blonde girl, like the Bioshock chick from earlier, she kind of like runs by, like kind of looking at Hannah and smiling and like basically like, hey, follow me, you know, so Hannah does. Well, and and there's some interesting thematic resonance with Hannah, like, like you know, as you kind of make the connections to past PLL stuff, obviously there'll be maybe something of a car at the end of this episode, but like Hannah has a, a connection with like weird little blonde girls, <laughs> you know, like uh, the girl in the red dress, so she never got to see her face, or the two little girls with the red dress. Yeah. They got to see her face or the fucking creep who showed up to Ashley's house on Halloween, um, which just ties into everyone's theories about uh, uh, Jessica and Mary. I feel so confident that those girls don't mean anything to the plot of the show at all. That, like the weird ghost chick from Halloween. Totally okay with that. Pushing all my chips into the middle on that one. I think it was just a Halloween episode thing. But I think if anything, it just shows you like the creepy influence of Pastor Ted. Um, so... <laughs> Five years later, is he still the 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 pastor there? Teddy Carver, you mean? Mm. He's just like, I'm gonna drink my coffee and then I'm gonna get the fuck out of town. <laughs> Drinking my coffee. Oh, fuck that guy. Oh. Anyway, inside the large <laughs> barn, there's like a bunch of handmade wooden rocking chairs and rocking horses and cribs and shit. This blonde girl's in here. She's smiling. She's got this like really sad ass like Amish doll that has no face. And this is just some classic PLL shit here, you know, like weird chicks, weird little girls with dolls and stuff. Uh, somebody did a free fact checking for us that this is an Amish thing that dolls tend to not have faces because it makes everyone equal in the eyes of God or something like that. Sure. Which, you know, one of the things I love about like Hitchcock movies and I love that PLL especially homages them even thematically is the, the idea of identity. Mm-hmm. And you talk about like God crushing the sense of identity. Like you have no goddamn face. Yeah. Not at all to do with controlling female sexuality, I'm sure. Anyway, Hannah walks in, smiling at the girl, and says, Hi, what's your name? And uh, this girl's name is Eliza, by the way. And she says, uh, I'm not supposed to talk to the English. (laughs) And Hannah kind of whispers, and she's like, Oh, I'm sorry. I don't want to get you in trouble. And Eliza kind of smiles shyly at Hannah here, and she's like, You're pretty. And Hannah says, Thanks, so are you. Uh, then Prime Liar Arya strolls in to check up on things. She says, hey, who's your friend? And the girl says, I'm Eliza. Uh, probably an Eliza Doolittle reference. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. to think that it's an artificial intelligence reference, but probably not. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, Arya kind of gives El- Eliza here a big smile, and then she kind of gets serious with Hannah. Like, Eliza's not even here, basically. Right. And she's like, look, I don't know why Elliot would lie about this, but his family doesn't own a farm. There's nobody with the name Rollins in the county. And Hannah's like, well, I'm starting to wonder if he's telling the truth about anything. And I, I like that Arya like, doesn't really want to acknowledge this little girl at all. Mm-hmm. Like, My theory is that once upon a time, especially after Malcolm, Pictunia decreed, Arya, never trust a human smaller than yourself. And Arya's <laughs> like, Pictunia, I was already not doing that. Exactly. Yeah, you can't trust those little little tiny humans. Small hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Eliza's looking back and forth between the girls right now, kind of like smiling to herself, like she knows, like a personal joke or something. Mm-hmm. And Hannah's like, Are you okay? 
And Eliza says, she's kind of like, uh, you look like my dolls. And the girls are just like, ah, oh, this shit, this again. And Ari's like, wanted, I wanted Ari to like run through a wall, like make like an Ari size hole. Like, no, <laughs> not again. Yeah, Ari's like, what dolls? And Eliza says, the one Charlotte gave me. And Hannah and Ari are both just like, oh, shit. Are you and serious? Ari, and then Ari's like, I wish I had my fucking camera on me. Mm-hmm. So after the commercial, we got Eliza's on the floor. She's got like her secret like stash of like secular items here that she hides in a burlap sack. We see there's uh, liar dolls for Hannah, Aria, and Emily. And then she puts down a little tube of lipstick and she says, I found the lipstick, but Charlotte gave me the dolls. And she pulls out dolls for Allie and Spencer. And Hannah's just like, can we play with you? And Eliza's like, "Uh uh-huh. Aria picks the uh, Emily doll here, and she's kind of like uh, Emily's like dressed like one of like the holograms, mm-hmm. basically. Uh, and Aria's like petting the hair on this doll, and Eliza's like, "That's Emily." And Eliza del- delicately picks up the Alley doll, like just so full of admiration. And she's just like, "This is Allison. She's my favorite." <laughs> and Hannah's just like, "This bitch right here." <laughs> Well, so Hannah says, why? And Eliza's like, she looks like Charlotte. So Hannah's even more creeped out. Ari's playing it cool. And she's like, did Elliot and Charlotte come here a lot? And Eliza says, who the fuck is Elliot? Oh, you mean Rick? No, she <laughs> says, uh, they used to come here all the time. She loved playing Dolly with me. And so like nervous glance between Ari and Hannah. And Eliza's like, I saw them kissing once, but I'm not supposed to tell. Some more knowing glances. Well, and just, then, just think like by the time Eliza turns 16 here, she's going to be fucking out of here. Yeah. Well... <laughs> Good. Yeah. The nice thing about talking shit about the Amish on a podcast is they'll never know. <laughs> exactly. Um, so Eliza's like, I'm going to miss Charlotte. Do you know when she's coming back? And off screen, we hear the Amish patriarch who say, Eliza. And Eliza tenses, looking guilty, starts to hide her contraband dolls and culture. Eliza's like, please don't say anything. We're not allowed to have dolls of faces. And as if I didn't need to praise the awesomeness that is Jacob Clifton yet again, <laughs> he found the tennis ball photo with the Aria wig on it. I gotta say, Jacob fired off like five or six tweets about this, and they were all solid fucking gold. Yeah, it was it, it was, was glorious. Good. It was good to have uh, Jacob and Heather back in the tweet game mm-hmm. on this episode. Uh, so Eliza's like, if he sees them, he'll take him away. So she hides her doll sack in the secret stash under the floor. They all stand up. Eliza hurries outside. The girls hang back, and Ari's like, how mu- how much better did Charlotte really get if she was still naming dolls after us? And Hannah's like, good point. Guessing not much. So then this creepy old. Guy with a white beard and straw stove type hat walks in glaring. He's like, I think it's best you go now. I like how in my notes I wrote creepy old bastard, but you amended that to guy. <laughs> oh, whatever. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. I, I, um, this guy, ugh. The fucking, like, stovepipe hat and the white beard, ugh. Yeah. And I this, think it's best you go now. And then it would have been killer if we had also heard, next time wear pants. <laughs> The girls just, like, roll their eyes at him, and Hannah kind of looks back at the hidden doll stash, but they leave it anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, let's think about this scene a little. So, Rollins clearly is not who he says he is. Is he even British? Like, is it possible <laughs> he was raised Amish or something? I don't know. Like, I guess the, the most obvious reason here is that he just took Charlotte here because no one would recognize him. Like, like... <laughs> Like, little, uh, whatever his name is, uh, little Rick, like, grows up to be what all Amish renegades want to be, British. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, like, who did Allie think his parents were? Like, 
I, I guess we can only assume that when he took Allie to like the family farm, like he like said they were on vacation or I don't know what, you know? Yeah, it's just it's the farm that's been in the family or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I mean, unless he like hired actors to play his parents or something. Uh and she just never figured out he was renting the place. Uh, but, that, know, but maybe I mean, maybe that was his like charming like social engineering story though. He's like Allison, I grew up all I I can't do his voice. It's, it's really you gotta weird. Do Patrick Bateman, man. I feel like Patrick Bateman's giving him too much credit. You know? It is, but it's still fun to do. <laughs> Allison, don't just stare at it. Eat it. No, um, <laughs> like, I mean, that's his story is that he grew up Amish and he had to escape that culture and find mm-hmm. the real world or something. And she's just like, oh, let's see Paul Allen's card. Uh, but as to Charlotte here, I, I feel like Charlotte, you know, Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs> yeah. She's still playing the game. Clearly, she's got the dolls. This like more than ever. It's like this like big blinking neon light. It's like Charlotte is definitely still alive. Uh, just picture all of those times that he has like the weird midnight vigil over her like strapped down body and well being. He's like, Allison, try getting a reservation at Dorson now, you fucking bitch. <laughs> so back to Radley. My mask of sanity is slipping. Uh, yeah, you're right. That is giving Rollins way too much credit. <laughs> uh, so Emily's polishing a glass. She's kind of like pretending to work here. And we see Sabrina's special lady friend walk by. And Emily kind of sneers at her and pushes the, she puts the glass away. And like with her back to the bar, Sabrina kind of slinks up behind her and says, hey, can I order another drink? Emily t- turns around a little surprised. And she's like, yeah, whiskey and soda. And Sabrina's like, please. So Emily grabs a bottle of Cameron Dale. Uh, this is the name of the PLL costume designer. Mm. <laughs> like they worked her into a vodka or not vodka, a whiskey bottle. Although it's also labeled 25, which makes me think that Emily like grabs some scotch because she's just, like too, too flustered, nervous, and not really paying attention. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, Emily's like, uh, I can bring it to your table. And Sabrina's like, I don't mind waiting. And just like full on bedroom voice, like bedroom voice, bedroom eyes. Emily doesn't really notice because she's like pulling some like ice out of the thing with some little tongs. But Sabrina's kind of laying it on thick here. And she's like, look, Emily, um, about what you said earlier. And Emily's like, you don't have to say anything. You have a girlfriend. I get it. Sabrina's kind of like laughing. And she's like, she's not my girlfriend. She's my ex. We're just friends. It's I like, just dumped her. <laughs> Aha. The old Schrodinger's ex-girlfriend gamut. Very smooth, Sabrina. And Emily's face is just like, go on. And Sabrina says, I appreciate what you said. Actually, I couldn't stop thinking about it during lunch. And Emily kind of very hesitantly smiles, like, really? Sabrina says, I judge you too quickly. That's not who I am. Why don't we start over? Clean slate. Let's get dinner this week. See, if she is A, this is brilliant. Oh, totally, yeah. Just because A is the A move is like you come to me. That's what Mona wanted the whole Total time. Total so come move, to me, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So Emily smiles and she's like, "You're on." And she hands Sabrina the drink, and Sabrina like kind of you know holds her hand there, caressing it for a moment, taking it. They both eye fuck each other wildly, and Sabrina's like, "You know, I didn't even want another drink. I just want an excuse to talk to you." Well, uh, and like this is like a sweet moment, and Emily's into it, but also at the same time, it's semi awkward because Sabrina like just eventually walks away with the drink. Yeah. And Emily's like wondering herself, like, do I charge you for that? Like, you said you didn't want it, but you left with it. Do I put that on your tab? I I don't know what to do here. I guarantee you, she did not charge her. Mm-hmm. And that's like, ding, ding, 
fireable offense, like number nine. <laughs> Ashley Merritt's like, Emily, I gotta talk to you about this. Oh, you're pouring some red. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and send that on over. And uh, she's like, Emily, look, we have a strict policy here. You can't, like, you can't give away booze for free. We're already having some kind of mysterious wine shortage. Oh, you've opened up the rosé? Yeah. As long you as you're pouring. Nobody. <laughs> also, I would love if Ashley Marin, like, uh, hired this way. Is this, like, the cooler for the Radley? I would love to see the Radley get to that point. I don't think the Radley needs a cooler. <laughs> Just saying. I don't think there's a lot of, like, losing eyeballs. That would be so awesome, though. He's just like, Emily, be nice. <laughs> I thought you'd be taller. Or I thought you'd be bigger, yeah. Uh, so we got to more like horse and buggy footage from like Amish country here. And then we get this very cool wide shot of the barn and cottage area. It's like this, I love this shot. There's like this kind of like hazy green color grading here. Uh, the shadows kind of like stretching across the whole, you know, dirt floor. I love the shots in this episode. I, I don't know how to say it more articulately than that, but, uh, Zetna Fuentes, you know, high five. Mm-hmm. Uh, very cool shot. Like it's extreme wide angles. They, the liar, or not the liars, but just Arya and Hannah walk out of the barn here and they're talking to each other. Arya says, I can't believe Elliot and Charlotte were a couple. Well, like just real quick, this is a this is a teenage mystery murder show film noir that has a scene in Amish country, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just looks amazing and totally on point. Yeah, uh, yeah. So Hannah's like, "Well, that must be why they came here. No chance of running to anyone they knew." And I was like, "Well, if he was in love with her, that would explain why he's working with Mary." And Hannah's like, "Because Arya's got to find the love again. It's got to be about." Love. Oh, of course, yeah. But Hannah's like, yeah, but why would he marry Allison? And I was like, I don't know. Seems oh, like we feel you, Arya. We don't know either. <laughs> Seems like he's going to be locked up in Welby. So they walk on. Hannah stops, like slows to a stop, staring at something. There's a bunch of tools hanging over one of the pegs of the fence, and one of them is a cattle prod. Would the so, Amish have a cattle prod? I wouldn't think so, because that's electricity. Yeah. I mean. I don't know what their policy is on we, that, but I'm thinking. We have no. a lightning stick. Yeah. Um. So Hannah likes haunted, horrified, and he's like, Hannah, what is it? So jump cut flashbacks, pseudo dollhouse-esque to Hannah being hosed off while a prisoner, 701, she's screaming. And he's like, Hannah? And more jump cuts, flashes, and Hannah screaming, no, 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 please stop. Over yeah, it's all these, like, just jump cuts to uh, Hannah from episode 701, like, being tortured. You know, it's, like, flashing between that and present as Hannah's, like, looking on in horror, you know, and she's... Screaming in the flashback, like, no, 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 please stop, you know. Uh, and she's getting shocked at that cattle prod. Seemingly the same one hanging from the fence, maybe planted by A, I don't know. Uh, I doubt it's the same one, but I'm sure she's reminded. Well, why also, would they have it there? I feel like this would be an A thing to, like, plant it there, I guess, you know. Yeah, I mean, do you want to talk about the, uh, the, mur- the quote-unquote murder weapon? Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I guess there's some speculation that this could maybe be the murder weapon. I don't know, I mean... This thing has two, like, prongs on the end that's not exactly a, a rectangular imprinting object. I I don't think it's the murder weapon, I guess. I don't um, know. I mean, um, the, when I first saw the, the PLO Sherlock post, I was like, you know what? Huh, that could be interesting. Um, I don't know if it's the murder weapon or not. I, this feels like it would make more sense to me than it was part of a carry-on I guess piece it's, of luggage. I'm still unclear on how... Like, was it like a stabbing motion or was it like a, like a Eating. swing? 
You know, like it's, it's unclear exactly what the injury is. It would be nice if we had like an autopsy photo or something to let us know. Is this like they got stabbed like directly with like a weird, you know, shaped item or did they get like walloped with it instead? I don't know. Uh, anyway, back in the present, Hannah's kind of like mastering her fear, just like feeling gross. And she says, that's what he used on me. And Arya looks over, she notices a cattle prod, and she's like, a cattle prod? Oh my god, Hannah. And Hannah's like really, really trying to keep it together, uh, crying at the same time. And Arya's like, I'm so sorry. And she's trying to comfort Hannah, just kind of puts a hand on her shoulder, and Hannah shakes it off, she's blinking away tears, like forcing a very unconvinced smile on the situation here. You know, and Arya's like, I'm so sorry. Uh, and Hannah's blinking away tears, and Hannah says, it's fine, it's fine. Ellie's the one who needs help now. And Arya says, no, he's not going to get away with this. Elliot will pay for what he did to you, I promise. Which is basically translation, I give you permission to do a murder. <laughs> so Hannah walks off very shaken, and Arya follows. So then we go to the Hastings house. Spencer's in the kitchen island on her computer, and we hear a door shut. Maybe Spencer tenses up a little here, more than usual. And Caleb off screen is like, hey. Spencer's like, hi. She doesn't turn. As he walks up, and he's like, you've been in here for a while. And Spencer's like, yeah, I am just trying to figure out what these medications do. Which gives you another like reason why she's doing all this Googling and what have you in the, the house. Mm-hmm, instead like of the does, barn. Yeah, she doesn't want to go where Caleb is. Oh, we got to talk about Caleb's bedhead here. He's got, like, his hair is, like, uh, full, like, messy, sexy, you know, like, I, I just woke up this way, look. Mm-hmm. Well, it's off. like, I just had an awkward fight with my girlfriend, and I ate a big sandwich, a lot of mayo, so uh, obviously I need a nap. <laughs> Slept it <laughs> off. <laughs> it's a lot of calories. <laughs> I don't really work out a lot because I don't have time. A lot of cholesterol. <laughs> my arteries, are, they're not great. I'm not even 30 yet. They're not good. Also, I'm part werewolf, so <laughs> it's cool. Ooh. All right. <laughs> should I cut in or should you just keep going? <laughs> I just I just want to see an episode. Maybe like while they're doing the road trip episode, it's just like Toby and Caleb like on the treadmill at the gym side by side talking about their relationships, both wearing matching headbands. Yes. Thanks for getting me this headband, bro. It really means a lot to me. You are welcome. So Spencer's going to hand a stack of photos. Ezra sidles up to the treadmill next to him. Oh, hey, guys. I didn't get the text about going to the gym together. I just saw you here, and I thought (laughs) I would join. Uh, Good workout. (laughs) Spencer hands Caleb a a stack of photo of the vials. Uh, All those medicine vials. He's he's not really looking at them. Uh, It's tense. He's kind of watching her for a while. He's hesitating. He's waiting. Finally, he's just like, I really think we need to talk about what happened this morning. Spencer's like, we will later. He's like, come on, Spence. And so she shuts her laptop and turns to face him. And she says, look, I get it, okay? You're confused. Uh, and Kayla's just like, no. No, I'm not. And she kind of gets up and paces away, frustrated. And he's just like, look, there's a part of me that will always love Hannah, okay? She's my first real love. And Spencer's blinking very rapidly, trying to be cool, trying not to take that like a knife in the chest, but like she's very close to the edge right now. And Kayla's just like, but it's you I want to be with. 
Spencer says, and wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. we're doing this all wrong. Oh, sorry. Pick one of them. Okay, I'll be Spencer. Okay, but it's you I want to be with. And if Hannah wanted to be with you now, would that change things? No. Do you mean that, or you just feel obligated to say it? Seriously? It's like he's trying to play incredulous, which is like not a great look. Like, yeah, yeah she's serious, Caleb. Uh, and then the music kind of kicks in a little, some sensitive feels. Look, after all the time we spent together in Madrid, I couldn't stop thinking about you. Then we met up again in D.C., and the more time we spent together, the more I wanted to be with you. And she sits down on the couch, and tears welling, almost pleading with him. I know, me too. Yeah, so he sits close to her, tries to do some hand stuff, her arms are folding. He's like, I like everything about you, okay? You're smart, and you're driven. You're sexy as hell. Sexy as hell. And Spencer says, yeah, but that's the problem. You like me. I love you. And just, you can see it all over Caleb's face right now. He's, he's not in love the way she is, and he kind of feels awful. And Spencer says, and I, I want to be with somebody who thinks about me in first thing in the morning and the last thing when the night. Yeah. So she's crying a little bit. He watches her looking pain, looking torn. He's like, look, things just really got off track. Okay. Just please give me a chance to make it, to, to make it right. I really want this to work. I don't know that it can. And they just sit in silence like this is probably the end, but neither wants to say it. Uh, good work by Tyler J. Blackburn here. Like you really see his like agonizing decision. Like it's like, do I lie or do I break your heart? Basically, you know? Yeah. Camera kind of pulls back. Is it really Jay? Is it Tyler J. Blackburn? Isn't it? Are you confusing of possibly Patrick J. Adams? Isn't it Tyler J. Blackburn? Is it Toby J. Cavanaugh? I'm going to go look at the credits here. I'm pretty sure he's credited as Tyler J. Blackburn. Is he Tyler J. Blackburn? Isn't he? <laughs> Who's asking who here? How am I not myself? Yeah. How am I not myself? How am I not myself? Chanel Parrish. How am I not myself? Shane Mitchell. Ian Harding. Sorry, I'm just scrolling. How down. am I? Not myself. Okay, well, he's only Tyler Blackburn. The credits. I would swear he goes by Tyler J. Blackburn. Am I just did I inset myself with that? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we should hit the iTunes and see how Find a Way is credited. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, you know that's what doomed their relationship. He never uh, cut a song for them. That never, is so, never laid down a track. That is so true. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! I mean, even when times were bad, like really bad of Halo, you could still hear a little Tyler Tyler J. Blackburn. On the soundtrack. I just what like to imagine just... him on the set with an acoustic guitar. He's like, all right, I got it. Let me, let me, let me belt this out. He's <laughs> just just off off, off off the side of the set, just like scoring a scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just playing a little acoustic guitar. <sighs> okay, so I, I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it is actually Tyler J. Blackburn, at least so... somewhere. What does the J stand for? Like Jackal? <laughs> I don't know. Let's take a look at Wikipedia here. Continue. Vamp. <laughs> I'll just continue on. So after the Tyler comment. Jordan Blackburn. Ooh, Jordan. Jordan. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Jordan spelled J-O-R-D-O-N. Hmm. O-N. O-N. How do we know that uh, Australian Jordan doesn't spell his name wrong, too? You could. I don't think we've ever seen it spelled. Yeah, you know, I don't in Australia, everything runs backwards. The water, the way we spell our middle names. Just stop talking. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, poor Spencer here. 
Uh, I mean, Caleb, this is where you got to man up and make a decision. Like, you can't hedge your bets. It's like, obviously, I think Caleb will eventually happen because it's this show and all. But, like, in the classic situation here where you got, like, two girls that you don't want to commit fully to either, like, you're going to lose them both, right? Dog of two bones. Mm-hmm. Which it sounds, which sounds like the really demeaning title to an erotic fan fiction. Well, because uh, he's like, you know, look, things just got really off track. Okay, please just give me a chance to make it to make it right. I really want to know if this would work. It's like he's he's making the, the effort there, but it's like you got to get down on your fucking knees, bro. At this point, like you got to <laughs> sell that. Wouldn't it be great if she was like, I don't know that I can, and then we like pan over. There's just like a whole shelf of Sarah Shepard's The Amateurs. <laughs> I want that to be the new promotional tool for BLL. <laughs> Whenever there's an awkward moment, we just pan over to some promotional item. Yeah. Anyway, R.A.P. Spaleb. Uh, or like if the, the if the Chevy was like the uh, the sponsor of this episode. <laughs> you're ever going to murder your friend's controlling husband slash psychological jailer. Do it in a Chevy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're going to go wallow in Spencer's misery a little more here because it's Toby and Yvonne's engagement dinner party. Oh, yeah. He's like, like hung some lights and it's a construction site here next to the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a bunch of randos at a picnic table. He's in like a suit. Yvonne's all like dolled up in a red dress under, you know, in his arms. Uh, they're toasting with champagne, toasting themselves. Is one of these guys Toby's dad? Maybe I am dying to know if this is to one of these is Toby's dad, his stepmom, and like I want to, I want to go there and I want to ask some questions about the cabin. Which I really hope, like somebody asked us this on Twitter. I really fucking hope that the uh, the promise, the teased wedding, is Toby and Yvonne's because <laughs> I just feel like like dirt in everyone's face. Yeah, yeah, it really would be, but like like from a shovel. <laughs> In a, in, a, in a in media ray like scene at the beginning of the season but like uh that's the thing about tv though like the assumption that an audience has such a short memory it's like somebody proposes marriage or whatever and then the wedding is usually within four episodes because people <laughs> won't, won't be able to remember like the next season yeah, or right. have the natural length of an engagement or whatever which is a great opportunity for jenna to come back which... well, so i'm just wondering like did jenna thing get an invite to this I mean, that'd be a little awkward. So but I've I've only seen the preview for the next week's episode with the sound off. I don't know how, but um, I loved it. I loved the way they cut to Jenna at the end of it. I just imagine that the Imperial March is playing the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love if that's like the ringtone Toby has for Jenna on his phone. Is Jenna's mom here for this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyway, so Toby's uh, toasting himself. He says, so please raise your glasses and toast to the future Mrs. Kavanaugh. Who is wearing A colors. Yeah, and then she he looks at her and she kind of giggles and she sa- and then he continues before she changes her mind. Ha 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 ha. And everybody, <laughs> everybody laughs and they you know clink their glasses, cheers, they drink their champagne. Uh, and then, oh, who should walk out of the shadows but Emily Fields next to his workbench? And Toby, like, he kind of looks over and spots her, and, like, the smile just drains from his face. It's oh, like, the, the, oh I, shit. The, the Keegan Allen face acting, mm-hmm. it, which is acting. The yeah. face acting. Is, also what's known as acting. Is so amazing in this scene, because Emily is just really pushing the, you're really pulling on those threads of, of 
being a friend. Um, <laughs> just like the way his like smile, just like, eh. <laughs> he sees her walking out of the shadows. And he turns to Yvonne. He's like, hey, um, I'm going to be right back, okay? And Yvonne's like, okay. And he, he kiss, and he kind of ducks out to go talk to Emily. At least it's not Spencer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and she's just like, hey, look, I'm sorry to interrupt. I didn't realize you were doing this tonight. Can uh, we talk about this tomorrow? No, Allie's in trouble. We think <laughs> Elliot's working with Mary. I'll just sound like, no, like, <laughs> it's really not a good time. No, shut up. Your engagement party means nothing to me. Allie's in trouble. Uh, yeah. And he says, yeah, he isn't he taking care of her at Welby? Yes, and that's the problem. She killed Charlotte, Em. Probably. But if we can prove that Elliot's trying to hurt Allie, we can expose AD. Uh, fucking probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> but she's like, look into him, please. See if we can find out anything okay. And she pulls out the file from her bag about Mary Drake and she hands it over and sighs. And she's like, maybe there's something here that can help you find a connection between Mary and Elliot. <laughs> this friendship is really one-sided. Well, no. ha- have you even met my fiance? <laughs> Seriously, she's not even like, oh, hey, by the way, introduce me. Congratulations or something. Also, can I shake her mom's hand? <laughs> Congratulate her on the, oh, that's right. She lost. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So he takes it. You know, uh, Yvonne's like laughing. We look at Yvonne. She's like laughing at their guest. She's unaware. So Toby takes the file, tucks it under his arm or tucks it under the workbench. So we'll yeah, he kind of hides it under the blueprints on his workbench there. And he says, okay, I'll call you. And then the cherry on top, Emily says, we don't have a lot of time. And that's when his face <laughs> let's, gets Let's get amazing. fucking on it right now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, his face is so great there. He's like, he's so mad, but so completely powerless to object. Yeah. And he's just like, fuck your engagement, Toby. This is liar business. Yeah. So he, he walks back to the party and Emily just takes off, not feeling an ounce of shame. Nope. 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 It's liar business. Allie's uh, in trouble. Deal with it. Well, you know, other than the scene where they had the beer and Toby talked about how fucking pathetic his life has been in the last five years. That was my favorite Toby moment of the season, by the way. Um, or last season, I guess. Which is funny because I don't think he mentions Yvonne at all in that scene, does he? No, he's just like, I'm kind of a loser and I got passed over for promotion. While I don't really see Spoby future whatsoever, mm. yeah. nor do I want to see one. Nope. That's kind of a weird moment when you're reconnecting with your friend and you don't mention your soon-to-be fiancé at all. I would have mentioned my fiancé, Yvonne, but the writers hadn't come up with it yet. Sorry. (laughs) At that point, she was still having her lines read by Arya. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But uh, it's like, other than that scene, again, you fall into the hole where you kind of forget that Toby and Emily were ever actually friends. You know, they ever exchanged mixed CDs and talked about... It's pretty one-sided lately. It always has been. So he's just like, can we maybe do this? And she's like, no. Also, also, we don't have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I object to the, uh, and as we'll see why, she hands him the file like, here, you might need this. <laughs> yeah, his entire uh, investigation go, <laughs> consists of like doing a search for this dude's name. Yeah. Anyway... It's- that joke just made me think, how great would it be if Toby dressed like Link for a Halloween episode? Uh, he's a big fan of Zelda. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, so cut to Allie's darkened room at Welby. 
Rick walks in, hitting the lights. He's got this big, scary, old-timey medical bag in hand. Uh, he goes straight to the to the sconces there. Uh, oh, well, I'll be sorry, in their bedroom, in their house at home. Dilly rent his house. Goes to the... You wrote scones. It says sconces. The one you sent to me, it says oh. scones. Yeah. He goes straight That's to the scones. For you. He goes straight to the scones. He hasn't eaten in a while, you know? Is that like a, like a godfather goes to the mattress thing? It's the difference between uh, a griddle cake and... Uh, Something made out of dough, right? <sighs> All romance is about scones and texting. Uh, yeah, so he checks the one on the left. The key isn't there. Oh, shit. Aria put the key back in the wrong uh, sconce. That one's right. Uh, so oh, so if Aria around. were A, wouldn't that be devious as fuck? Yeah. Yeah. The nice thing secret about... Secret master, secret puppet master arranging everything. The nice thing about Aria either being absent-minded <laughs> or A is it's really the same thing. Or could you just see where, like, she goes to, like, put it on the one on the left, and then she hears Pictunia, No, Aria! It's the one on the right! Aria, you should definitely put it in the one on the right. It'll be funny. <laughs> She's like, I was already doing that, Pictunia. God damn it. Yeah. So he, ch- he I don't know, it occurs to him, I'll check the other one, see what's going on there. So he knows something's up. He goes, checks, finds the key in the, in the right one, the wrong one. The one on the right. Mm. So he goes to the trunk to check it, you know. <laughs> Say that a few more times. Yeah. Not too shocking since this is like the second time potentially he's pretty sure someone has broken into his house. Yeah, really. Which in the way the episodes have gone so far is actually the third time someone has broken into his house. Speaking of the episodes, do you, I saw some debate online over whether or not four days had passed. Uh, did you have any particular feeling on that? I Here's my theory. This episode at by the end, crosses over to midnight, thus making it day thus four. Hand wavy. I don't know. Technically, it's three days. I don't know. Oh, and maybe three and the, a half, maybe the, the twenty-four hour period yeah. premiere. Whatever. Mm. It's PLL. If you're, if you're <laughs> all about like, there's another body they have to bury in the next episode. But I mean, if uh, the timeline again is the hill you're going to die on in season seven, mm-hmm. just give yeah. it up. You give picked up. the wrong hill. Uh, so yeah, he finds all his like torture instruments. His drugs are still there, but he can sense that they've been touched. Uh, um, you know, starts packing everything in his bag. Yeah, he just starts throwing all this shit in his bag. Like he knows something's up. You know, the key was in the wrong sconce. His things seem the same, but something's you know something's wrong. He's gonna pack everything up, throws it all in his bag. He's kind of rushing, shoving everything in there, and he takes off, scowling the whole time. That like vein just like beating out of control under his eye there. That weird vein. Yeah. I wonder, is that like makeup? Yeah, I don't know. Like they, like really suddenly became super noticeable. Maybe it's like an appliance, as they say. Uh, Mm -hmm. so cut to the Hastings barn. Emily's trying to give Spencer a little pep talk here, and she's just like, things will fall into place once you and Kayla get back to DC. Although I don't know why she'd be going back to DC because she got fired. Yeah. Uh, Well, I mean, does Emily know that? Probably not. No. And Spencer says, yeah, I don't think any of us are getting back to our normal lives until we expose Mary and Elliot. Which would imply that they haven't necessarily, like, signed the paperwork and finalized the breakup. But... No, but, I mean, it's obvious... Yeah, it's not that good. it's... Yeah. Things are not happy in Spale of Land. Mm, no. Uh, yeah, so Emily's like... Uh, or Spencer says, yeah, I don't think any of us are getting back to our normal lives until we expose Mary and Elliot. I don't know if you noticed, Emily. I made a speech about that earlier in the episode. And he's like, well, it's going to be hard to prove that he made that mask. And she sighs as she looks at those photos of the drug vials. And Spencer's like, I, I don't think that these medications have anything to do with Allie's condition. And Dr. Friedman said that she's only taking clozapine, which bothered me because, like, 
like a chart can't be faked. Anyway. Yeah, come on. Um, Spencer, Do the math. You know that, Spencer. Mm-hmm. You know that. Um, and then he's like, then why did he have them locked up with the other things? Spencer's like, well, that's a good question. So Emma's like comparing the photos of the vials, and she sees the one which is pronounced as... That celloamphetamine? Yeah, it's practically empty. And Emily's like, well, looks like he only used this one, and the vial's almost empty. And Spencer's like, that's a stimulant. <laughs> Spencer's like, so what do you take it for? And, and Spencer, I want her to like smack Emily over the back of the head. You know. Yeah. She's like, you know, to help you focus to stay awake. And Emily's like, like speed. And Spencer's like, yeah, yeah, if you use it enough. Oh, yeah. Spencer knows all about that shit. <laughs> Which, you know, quick cut to Spencer digging through the trash. I'm all about, like, uh, for some reason they decide that, like, in order to crack the case, they need to reawaken Dark Spencer. Yes. Right? Ooh, like, ooh, like Mo- when they took away Angel's, or Angel's soul? Yeah, yeah, like, Mona's, like, preparing this concoction of, like, trucker speed Adderall and, like, 100 proof coffee liqueur or something. Just, like, inject Spencer's spine with it. Well, no, even better is she has the thing ready, and Arya's like, all right, do it. And Mona's like, no, I can't. I have to bring in a gypsy. <laughs> they have to do the original spell or whatever. And Arya's like, fine, I'll do this. And she jabs it into her own heart. No. That's um, really like the weird trope thing that's been missing from PLL is for there to be like a Romani camp on the edge of Rosewoods. <laughs> they have to hit up for like like details. I feel like they've almost done that. Like, uh, what if Sarah Harvey is secretly like a gypsy person? That would make a lot of sense. Here's some scarves. <laughs> Spencer is digging some papers up on the drug here, and she's reading from them, and she says, High doses and frequent uses can cause hallucinations, delusions, and thought disorder. And he's like, Dr. Friedman said that she's only taking one drug. That doesn't mean that Elliot's not giving her another. Like, no shit. Yeah. Yeah. Spencer's like, Allie wasn't crazy when she went into Weldy, but maybe he's making sure she is now. Uh, Different kind of crazy, anyway. Yeah, so let me get this great shot, like looking at the uh, the upper levels of the barn. We've we've had the reverse at the end of six uh, B, where we kind of pulled the camera up and saw, like you know, looking down the barn. But here we see that there's like a, a kind of a second level for like maybe storing shit, like almost like a loft like thing. Yeah, there's like a little ladder up there. I feel like these sets just keep getting bigger or something. Like yeah, they keep growing. It's like oh, there's a whole like little second story, kind of like cool hangout area up above the uh, the main level of the lot here. Well, it's it's fascinating because I I don't want to criticize the work that the crew does, but I feel like Doctor Friedman's office, for example, was uh, an admirable rush job. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do, you know. But like Spencer's barn just continues to get more and more amazing. Well, like I remember when you saw that one shot in six oh three of like like dr ann's like office that that she doesn't have a scene in at all later i'm pretty sure i remember that shot yeah i was there well we didn't see the other side of that door but in the episode mm-hmm. we did yeah i like that you're just name dropping that you were there just hobnobbing on the I set it's not exactly name dropping chilling, like, at, chilling I, at crafty i kind of remember that shot just saying <laughs> yeah read i got his fucking number um so cut to a tight close-up of allison's oh, face did you get his address <laughs> Yeah, tight close-up of Allie's face in the dark. Um, I think it was uh, our one of our listeners, Mal, pointed out that like she's she has no makeup on right now because it, maybe it's because it's such a close-up. She looks very young and vulnerable here, mm. uh, and her eyes slowly flicker open. And then we kind of cut to a side shot, and hey, there's Rick sitting in a chair, like watching her in the dark, and and he leans forward into the, into focus, and he puts a hand on Allie's shoulder, and 
she kind of turns to look at them and he's just English voice. He's just like, there's been a change of plans, Allison. And she kind of blinks. She's confused and worried. And then we kind of pull back and this other like very cool, like uh overhead shot of this hospital room. It's almost like a black and white shot. Like uh it's just so stark. It's, you know, it's just them in the darkness in this creepy hospital beds, almost like a touch of like a, like expressionist vibe here. You know, I uh, just I really dig the shots in this episode, which is the root of a uh, film noir, mm, there you which go. just absolutely, absolutely fits there. But I mean, I'm sure right after this, he gave her like a Whitney Houston album review <laughs> or started talking about Genesis really is the band of our time. Susu Studio found it uh, more satisfying on a narrower <laughs> level. Uh, so at the commercial oh wouldn't you love like rick doing patrick bateman doing like pitchfork reviews oh god that sounds like a fucking nightmare music critics louis louis the 14th is a fuck band (laughs) they have only one speed fuck that's a deep cut so after commercial, we're in the Hastings we barn. We have to amuse ourselves. I know. Um. <laughs> this shot, by the way, is a wonder. I love this shot. I, I didn't notice this the first time I watched it on a rewatch. I was just like, ooh, they're not cutting this entire time. And it's not like a flashy, like, call attention to yourself type thing. It's it's the that classic kind of robust Spielberg style where the camera just kind of, like, keeps moving to reframe things. But uh, it's all one take. Or, mm-hmm. you know, almost till the end. Then it starts to cut a little. But... Uh, which is also like a Spielberg thing. Anyway, Ari and Hannah are in the kitchen, like getting some water from glasses. Their tulpas are waiting on the couch. And Ari is saying, we have to go to the police. And Spencer says, what? We've no actual evidence. <laughs> Never stopped us before. Yeah. Well, as usual, Ari is going to be the contrarian here who wants to do the opposite because she's a. Yeah. And then Hannah from the couch is like, she's right. It's all specu- all just speculation at this point. And, and this is when I was like, all right. Everyone lean in. Mm-hmm. This is the moment. Somebody's going to come up with something here. But Emily's like, we have enough to get them to look into Elliot. And once they do, they'll figure out the rest. And Hannah's like, and what about Mary? And Ari's like, we tell them everything we know about her too. So they consider this. Spencer gets up, walks to her bag. And Hannah's like, where are you going? And Spencer's like, to get the file. The more information we ha- they have on her, the, the better. It's gone. And Ari's like, well, where did you put it? Fuck you, Arya. So I was just like, I, I don't know. I had it with me when I went to Toby's this morning. Kind of like move over to a guilty Emily coming clean. And she's like, I took it. I gave it to Toby. She stands to face her Spencer knowing it's coming. She's well, I like how she's like defiant. Yeah, she's like in a stand up. Like, yeah, that's right. I took it. And Spencer's just like, I asked you not to involve him. And Emily's like, Ali's life trumps what you want, Spencer. And Emily kind of walks off fuming. And then so Hannah stands up to be the voice of reason here. And she says, okay, you know what? I'm starting to think that it's a bad idea to go to the cops, which like, there it what, is. What the fuck's starting to Hannah? Like, that's what you've been arguing through this whole scene. Yeah. Like very well played. Uh, you're acting like, Oh, Hey, I, I, uh, I was previously opposed to this, but I just had this epiphany. Like, no, you, you thought that through the whole scene. I love that. And Ari's like, why? And Hannah's like, because if we do, we have to tell them that Mary and Elliot are after Allison because she killed Charlotte. And Ari's just like, ah, we'd be implicating her in murder. I way to give in weekly, Aria. Which is, it's like you got exactly what you wanted. Which just made me think of all those times where it's like, we can't go to the cops about such and such. And why is that? Well, because Shauna, you know, mm-hmm. nudged Aria over there, murdered her. <laughs> yeah. Aria's like, who's Shauna? Yeah. Well, well you got to remember, 
Ezra was like, Arya, like when I be- totally betrayed you and your trust as a young teenage girl, you just got to forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. Arya's like, have Done. you seen my scar? <laughs> yeah. well, look at that. Are you hypnotized by it? Anyway, so we hear a phone, you know, beep off screen. Emily like holds up hers and she's like, oh, Elliot just sent me a text. It's a pin drop of his location. And Hannah's like, how does he have your number? And then I was like, I, I gave it to him when I was looking after Allie, which was five days ago, four days ago. I just love that they put that in there. Yeah. <laughs> Hannah has to like lampshade that. Yeah. So they all crowd around Emily's phone and Hannah's like, let me see. Okay. He's at Welby. The pinch has started to move. And we see kind of on her phone, this little red location dot for Rick is moving away from Welby's state psychiatric hospital there. And Ari's like, why does he want us to know where he's going? And Spencer says, he must know that we're onto him. This must be a trap. And the phone beeps again. And we see there's a text from Elliot Rollins there. It says SOS. And uh, Emily's like, SOS? And Ari's like, guys, I don't think this is Elliot sending the text. I think Allison is. Uh, Or it's you behind your back, Arya. (laughs) And Emily's like, she wants us to know he's taking her somewhere. And ooh, intrigue. Uh, Yeah, so then we're going to cut to Rick. He's driving somewhere like pitch black in the darkness. It's very determined. It seems like they're in the middle of nowhere. He looks over to check on Allie. Allie appears to just be like passed out in the passenger seat, kind of like head resting on the window, facing away from him. And as he looks away, Allie's eyes kind of like like flutter open. Mm-hmm. And she kind of she does this like very slight, like barely looks his way and then like turns away again. Like she's definitely conscious, but faking it. Mm-hmm. He looks over again, but like she's back to being asleep. He missed it there. So the way this is all presented, they really want you to be like, oh, Allie got his phone and like sent the text and location pin. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe this is a you kind know, of orchestrating everything. This made me think that the only nice thing that was that ever was about like the uh, the, the flip phones and the old brick and the tactile phones, with the tactile mm-hmm. buttons, was that I could like text without looking, you know? Like oh, knew, yeah, definitely. I knew, I, I knew how many times to hit the keys to get that thing. And that was like, the I was key a to, fucking like, pro at that. Yeah. That was the key to like driving because like you didn't have to look at your phone. You could just, you know, hand do it. And eventually, you know, it wasn't like gobbledygook when you sent off that message. I mean, I guess you could do it with like Siri now, but it's not the same. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. Also, I really just wanted them to cut in like a happy song when they were driving just for the juxtaposition. What song would they play? Walking on Sunshine by like, Katrina and the Waves. I was going to say Rainy Days and Mondays, but by the Carpenters, but sure. Or Shebop, maybe? Happy nah. Medium? Nah, that's not at all. <laughs> um, so after the commercial, the party's over at Toby's trailer. Uh, I should rephrase that. The party is now over. It has <laughs> ceased to exist. It's not that the party is over at Toby's trailer like it's a hopping party. Anyway, <laughs> he's uh, he's still up. So you the to party laugh. is over it at Toby's trailer. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you guys, if you're looking for a party, it's over at my place, which is really just a trailer. Um, he's still up, like sitting at his laptop on the picnic bench outside, which is for now his backyard. It's all backyard. Um, the extent of Toby's research is literally just searching for Elliot Rollins in the state police database. That's it. Good job using that file for Mary Drake. Yeah. I want to thank you for giving me the file because I honestly thought that it was Rollins with like a W before it. And I mm-hmm. guess that's wrong. Maybe it's a typo. I oh, don't there's, know. There's two L's in Rollins. Thanks. That was a big help. <laughs> oh, uh, there's also two L's in Elliot. This mm-hmm. is confusing. And two T's. What the fuck? Settle down, buddy. Is this why I'm not getting promoted? <laughs> uh, so then the door to the trailer opens and Yvonne steps out in some sandals in this like tiny purple and white lace negligee thing happening here and she says uh, 
Hey. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where she like even found the room to change into that and it's like tiny trailer. Yeah. Like I gotta wonder why Yvonne is just like, he told me it's a special night, right? Yeah. Maybe a hotel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not your fucking trailer, Topster. She's, she's like, that trailer is gonna be rocking so hard that it'll flip over and because it's an airstream, it'll just keep rolling. Yeah. So Toby looks up and he has this really funny, like, oh shit, I'm busted. No wait, now I'm just horny look on his face. And Yvonne's just like, I thought you were saying bye to your Aunt Kathy and Uncle Joe, whoever those so people are. This is how you open the door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, hi, Kathy and Joe. Yeah, I know, really. Well, this is a little awkward. Obviously, we're engaged. I think you know what's coming next. Uh, so Toby's just like, uh, I did, but then um, something came up with work. I just need to look into it. And she kind of struts over. She smells the bullshit. And, like, Toby, I mean, like, when your girl puts on her special nightie, not the time to be bullshitting her, you know? Yeah. And Yvonne's like, does this have anything to do with why Emily was here? And he's like, no. Um, she just came by. She wanted to let me know Allison was doing okay. I wanted Yvonne to be like, that's a text. Yeah. That's maybe an email. Maybe that's a voicemail. Oh, and he's, like, doing this kind of, like, squinty eyes. Like, he's just nodding constantly. Like, he's a terrible liar. Uh, I guess she buys it because she's like, that's good. And she comes around and stands behind him. He's kind of looking nervous at his screen. He's basically trapped now. She's rubbing his shoulders. And she's like, I'm ready for bed. I was hoping you'd join me. And she kind of kisses him. And he's like, mm. <laughs> And Yvonne says, do I need to draw you a fucking map? No. She says, I guess I got to get used to being a police officer's wife. What if she just slaps our crayon drawn map in front of him a vanilla arrow and it's like your dtf ready to go fiance yeah. that's at the other end that's x marks the spot i mean really she should just fucking close his laptop and take it with her yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh, anyway also really she shouldn't have to <laughs> seriously yeah and <laughs> toby's like i will be in and he's like starts like kissing her arm like i will be in kiss kiss as soon as i can kiss kiss uh, and she smooches him on the cheek and heads back inside, kind of one last look his way. It looks like he's making, like, air kisses at one point, too, as she leaves. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe he's just doing, like, blue steel, and it looks like air kisses? I guess she bought it. Like, we'll see, you know? We'll see if there's trouble on the horizon. And then the computer beeps, because the search completes. It's got a single result for Elliot Rollins. You see, it's a moving violation in Scranton from 1958. Uh, 43 miles an hour to 35. Fuck that. <laughs> Jesus Christ, cops. Grace limit, please. Yeah. Uh, Toby's like 1958. Wow. Uh, yeah, so I mean, seemingly Rollins like stole some dead guy's identity, most likely, you know. Or he's a vampire. Or he's a vampire. Well, obviously, I'm British. <laughs> My name is actually Barnabas Collins. Yeah. Speaking of uh, vampires, does Toby totally have like angel hair in this episode? He absolutely does. Yeah, so I think that I like think angel the, pompadour thing going on. If we haven't hit upon it on the podcast before, I know I've said it on Twitter. He's clearly the angel, and Caleb is clearly the spike. Right? I don't know if I entirely agree with that. He's definitely the angel. I just don't know if Caleb is a spike. I think. It, I, mean, I guess Caleb's a little more snarky, but he's not. You know, he's not British. She says, uh, "I'm beneath her, huh?" When I put her six fucking feet below the ground beneath. Yeah, it's just not the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. But just picture Toby like dancing to uh, Barry Manilow's Mandy in an empty cafe. Mm -hmm. I love this song. Meanwhile, back to Rollins driving in the middle of the woods, kind of turns down a dark wooded dirt road here, which is seemingly like surrounds Rosewood. It's just dirt roads in the middle of the woods. Uh, Cut to the liars. They're all posseed up in a car. Hannah's driving. Emily's in the passenger seat navigating. We got Arya and Spencer in the back. A very interesting arrangement seating-wise there. It's like their shadow cells are taking the wheel. Well, it's weird when the uh, the two people who are real are in the back seat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Figments of their imagination are driving. <laughs> yeah, so uh, and Emily's phone beeps, and Emily says, he's making a turn at Old Nichols Road. Spencer says, he's headed for the lake. And Arya's like, like, wait, there's a shortcut to get there. Take a ride up here. Arya Montgomery. She checks the bedroom and she knows shortcuts. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's like a savant geographer or something. If you want directions, you know, ask the shortest person. They're not going to take you like up ladders and like over long expanses of stuff. They're going to get you the fastest. Yeah. So Ham takes the road. Ham takes the road. Uh, So back to Rollins in his car. He checks out. I I want to mention real quick this whole sequence, tons of parallels to uh, Mona when they race Mona to the lookout point in the unmasked, the whole like, I know a shortcut from Aria, like racing to one location, somebody running in the middle of the car. A lot of, a lot of good parallels there. Hannah driving. Mm-hmm. Oh, Hannah and cars is always a fantastic mix. <laughs> uh, the Marins, they're dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's checking on Allison. They're back on the road. Uh, Allie opens her eyes. She seems very alert and awake, biding her time. And then she closes her eyes again before he can see it. Um, <laughs> well, it's like this like constant thing where he keeps looking over and like missing that she's awake. Yeah, and Allie like keeps opening her eyes as soon as he looks away. <laughs> like Allie's like a total ice cold operator when she needs to be. Like this mm-hmm. is the Allie I miss. She's like biding her time here. Well, in in theory or not, I mean, obviously she's functional. Like the drugs are not having the same hold on her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and maybe it's uh, <laughs> was it the the mixture of horse tranquilizers and whatever else? PCP. Yeah. PCP. She's back to her uh, being the baddest bitch. People want me to do this for all the liars. I just, I don't know if I could top that, but I'll, I'll see what I can do. First of um, all, first of all, someone diagnosing Aria, that's mm-hmm. a whole episode of the podcast. I know. I know. I just, I can't even fathom it. So what do you think Rollins is planning here exactly? Is he going to like take her to the lake and drown her or like hide the body or something? I really wonder, well, how does he explain? Because he would have had to have like swiped a card or something to get her out of Welby. <sighs> Who even fucking knows? Seemingly you can you know walk I mean? in and out of that place whenever you feel like it. Yeah, it's Fort Knox, but it's mm. not like he threw her down the laundry chute or something and then picked her up outside. Like, I don't know. I mean, is he going to put her in the trunk and like like dunk the car in the water? Mm, I don't know. Anyway, back to the liar car. Emily's like, oh, I lost the signal. And Hannah says, we're going to lose them. And Spencer's like, no, just keep driving in this direction. So Emily's kind of holding her phone up, trying to get reception. They keep driving. Back in Rollins' car, he rounds another corner on this dirt road. And then the car kind of like goes over like a pothole or something to kind of like you know, bounces and Allie uses this like, you know, momentary distraction. She slams his fucking head to the steering column with like a war cry. She's like, ah, die. Yeah. And he kind of slumps over and the car kind of slows and skids to a stop, like half off the road. And he's holding his head like groaning and Allie just like jumps out of the car and starts running away. She's got her hospital ground, hospital gown, like trailing after her, like a cape. Uh, I'd say I kind of dig this like blue interior accent lighting in Rick's car. That's cool. Look, Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Rick, he's kind of he sees Allie's gone. And he stumbles out of the car. 
he's chasing her. He seems pretty disoriented. Like maybe he got like a concussion from that, mm-hmm. uh, from her like you know slam into the steering column. She's got like amazingly strong arms. Yeah, uh, he uh, he jumps out of the car, kind of stumbles around, starts chasing after her. He's pretty disoriented. Um, these shots and like the like the Misty Moore moonlight of uh, mm-hmm. of Rosewood, great. It's like classic horror meets like eighties music video. Yeah, it's just this is just fucking classic PLL, man. The yeah. the mist and the moonlight, the way he, the way he, even the way he moves is kind of like flailing around as he runs after her. Like it's not this isn't like a Terminator walk or anything, you know. It's like this is desperate. Yeah, um, yeah. So then we go back to the liar mobile here. Emily's phone beeps again. She's like, "Okay, I got bars back." Emily's or Arya's watching behind her, and she's like, "Elliot's car stopped moving." And Spencer says, yeah, but they're only a half mile ahead of us. As they're both looking at the phone over Emily's shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Like, Emily's like, I'm just holding this for you. Assholes. Yeah, um, so tracking shot of Emily kind of behind her as she's running away from the camera. It's a very cool shot. Uh, running down this dirt path in the mist. And she's looking back in terror. She keeps running. We see Rick round a corner. He's maybe like 100 feet behind her. And we're kind of like cutting back and forth between like the liars in the car, Allie running. And finally, Allie runs right out in front of the, uh, across the road, like in front of the, the headlights from the liars there. And they see Allie go by, seemingly hardly register it. Like Hannah just keeps driving. And then Rollins races out, kind of following Allie, and ends up right in the path of the car. And at the last second, he kind of skids to a stop, like he's surprised. And Arya screams, watch out! And Hannah finally breaks, but it's too late. Rick actually, he kind of like puts his hand out, like he's going to stop the car. They just fucking plow right into him, and he just goes, like, head first in, over the hood, straight into the windshield. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and they're all screaming inside the car, and everyone kind of, like, jolts to a stop with whiplash. And when they finally look up, Hannah's got blood on her face. There's glass in Emily's hair. They're all, like, <laughs> gasping in shock and fear. And then Hannah covers her mouth. Like, she wants to, like, get away, but she can't go anywhere because she can't lean back any further in her chair there. So it's uh, not uh, highlights in Emily's hair? No, because Rollins' face is fucking jammed through the windshield right in front of her. And Emily's just like, oh my god. And this completely fucking awesome shot of Rick Rollins' his bloody face here staring lifelessly right into the camera. It's this mm-hmm. like super tight close-up. He's covered in blood. It's dripping down his face and out his mouth. And there's like broken glass all around it. it oh, I love that shot. It's perfect. Well, I, I didn't register that he was dead right away. Like, I thought he was going to start talking to Hannah, like yeah. Freddy Krueger or something. Well, then we get the perfect reverse shot of Hannah, just as tightly close up, because she can't move away from this dude. She's got blood on her face and, like, glass in her hair. And she's, like, fucking horrified, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, she's, like, in shock. They're all in shock. And Spencer in the backseat is like, he's he's dead. And Hannah starts to cry. She's I mean, She's fucked up for life even more now. And Rick's lifeless corpse is just, like, dripping blood out of his mouth onto Hannah. Yeah. Yes. Outside the car, we see Allie kind of, like, slowly walks back over, saying nothing, just kind of, like, walking over to look at Rick's, like, header through the window there. His, like, whole body's just, like, slumped straight through the windshield. I love this shot. Well, again, as you could put it so wonderfully, anytime Allison can do her well, well, well walk. <laughs> Well, and just the way his hands are splayed out that way, they're just like, yep, that is a fucking creepy corpse right there going headfirst through your windshield. Rick uh, rolled the patriarchy. Yeah. Allie stops like the angel of death, and the camera's kind of pulling up and away. 
And that is how the episode ends. I just love that like it ends with such a jolt, like boom, this guy's fucking dead gruesomely and that's it no a tag that's just that's you know bloody carnage and surprise right at the end of the episode mm-hmm. did you think ali was too calm here uh i saw this as a moment of hope that the allison we know and love is back i guess i kind of just read it as shock i don't know I and mean, i guess we'll have to see but i mean i don't know what is the proper reaction to somebody chasing you trying to kill you and then they get run over by a car I don't know. yeah yeah Love Secrets. That. That's what keeps them close. Head fucking first. I love how he doesn't even have his arms like, you know, out in front of his face or anything. It's just like boom, like a missile. Yeah. So <sighs> some questions here. Did Allie really send that text? Uh, did why don't the liars go to the cops? Like this doesn't seem like first degree murder. Right? No, no. I mean, the only thing that looks bad for them with this is the fact that they've obviously been like hounding this guy. For the past few days? Well, my, my two thoughts could be maybe Hannah is like, oh, I didn't stop right away on purpose or something like that. Or maybe she was drinking. I think that there's going to be... Uh, I don't think she's been drinking. But there's there's, there's going to be a wrinkle, right? There's, there's going to be... be signs that she did hit the uh, the brakes. You know, there'll be yeah. signs in the road. Um, I guess it's... I mean, I don't know. Maybe this is it. And they're like, cut to them burying the body. I feel like there's... Some extra thing that's going to happen, some detail revealed, or maybe they get an A-text, or I don't know, something else between this and them just, like, burying him. Because it seems like he could go to the cops right now. Yeah. You know, like, oh, this guy kidnapped Allie, and uh, she texted us for help, and we were following, and then he ran out right in the middle of the road, and we just ran him over. I don't know. Doesn't seem like first-degree murder. No, it doesn't. And also, carefully laid out plan, but when it ends like Mm. this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. Props to Ashley Benson, though. Like, I, I loved her arc in this episode. Like, she's trying to, like, maintain this facade. Like, everything's fine through this whole episode. And it just keeps getting worse and worse. And, like, leading up to this, maybe she didn't break too soon on purpose. I don't know. She's kind of, like, pushed over the limit. I'd say, I mean, it's it's a tragedy for her because she has to, like, live with murdering someone now. I don't really care that Rollins is dead, though. Um, but just, like, having to kill someone and have them, like literally watching their life drain out of their face right in front of you making full eye contact that can't be fun and spencer's like oh i want that spencer's like how is it possible that me and fucking Allie are the only ones who haven't murdered someone even my sisters killed someone well allison's like uh excuse me bitch i've at least tried (laughs) (laughs) you still don't fully know what i've been up to for two years i've just been shipping people off to the aisle of the dead Mm -hmm. um yeah (laughs) so that was the episode Hashtag, let Spencer murder someone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, next episode, Jenna thing and Mona. They're just like, now it's time to really take it up a notch. Because you episode, know no, Mona's immediately going to know that they like murdered this dude. She's going to smell on him. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a new wrinkle in the air. Mm, tasty. Um, yeah, next week's episode, Hit and Run, Run, Run. <laughs> what a great title. Well, it just makes me wonder, how the fuck is Emily supposed to date Sabrina? Who has trust issues. <laughs> here's here's an icebreaker on a date. Mm-hmm. You might have heard that I killed the guy. That goes over very well. <laughs> yeah. uh, Sabrina's like, I don't want to judge you because that's not who I am. Yeah, let me take a look at the next episode here. If I can find my webpage. Hit and run, run, run. 
Written by Mike Goldsmith, directed by Michael Gole. I think that's a new director, maybe. Don't mm. call that name. Yeah, so that is next. This was the talented Mr. Rollins. R.I.P. Rollins. I can't believe you lasted 13 episodes. I had you at 7. So you definitely uh, outpaced my expectation. I didn't think Rick would go out this soon in uh, Season 7. I really didn't. Eh, it kind of makes sense. You gotta, you gotta start trimming. Oh, I, I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you gotta... It's it's interesting because like where does where does Mary seem to go from here? Well, I think some of her questions are going to be answered very quickly in the next episode. Like, did Allie send the text? I think we're going to figure that out pretty quickly. You know, you would think so. Yeah, yeah. I'm just all about Allison like taking charge immediately. Like, all right, are there shovels in that trunk? I told you guys, don't ever drive around without shovels on hand. Mm -hmm. And the promo, Aria and Hannah both have like like safety goggles on. Like, maybe they're about to, like, saw a dude up with the skill saw. I and it's it. like, I don't know if I can do this. Or he's like, I can. <laughs> Buck the fuck up, Emily, and start digging. Yeah. Uh, so, I was, like, was already going to tell her to do that, Pictunia. God damn it. <sighs> we did get a few reviews. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us at BrosWatchPL2 on Twitter. Our website page is broswatchpl2.com. Got some reviews in the U.S. from Chellybean18, S2BM02, Absolutely Fantastic, and CMB Fangirl. Oh. Thank you to all of them. We also appreciate getting reviews in iTunes. What does the CMB stand for, I wonder? College Music. I don't know. Okay. Um... <laughs> I wanted to just say hi Caleb to... Caleb means business fangirl. Caleb means business? I don't know. I'm just, I'm, you know, speculating here. So there's the Paley shippers, and then there's the uh, Caleb means business folks. Look, it's late. I mean business. Um, I want to give a shout out to uh, Sarah and her brother. Sorry for your loss. To Rose and Emily, Tess, RJ, Hannah. To, I think it's about time to say hi to Raquel and Crystal and their Loose Lips podcast. Um, also, I want to say hi to Melissa and especially her friend, Caitlin. Uh, happy belated birthday, Caitlin. And thanks mm. for listening. All right. Uh, yeah, that's it. We're going to go now. Uh, we'll talk to you next time about hit and run, run, run. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye.